Blog Talk Radio. Magnificent Thursday night. 
Oh, yes, it is, man. Hell, man, we in it. What, what the hell? I forgot what month this is. This is April, <laughs> April the 6th, man, of 2023. This, I'll be going by the Hebrew calendar, too, so hell, I had to remember both calendars are different. So, yes, sir, it is April the 6th right here of 2023, man. Delighted to be in the house one more time with you right here on this magnificent Thursday night. It's been kind of raining here, but it's going to get kind of cool. But uh, we're in the house. We're in the house anyway. But tonight, we just got a little topic of conversation we just want to throw out here tonight, man, talking about what the hell is really going on with this in, uh, been going on in this world. Let me edit that, right? I got on this world. In this world, y'all, what the hell is really going on in this world? Uh, man, it has been chaotic. As y'all see the news and Y'all just see things, and you don't have to even watch the news. Just see things that goes on in society and around your neighborhood and around it. Y'all see it's, it's pure pandemonium, and that's why I even opened up with that uh, right there, the song starting off by the Temptations, talking about that ball of confusion, man, because that's what it is today. It's showing up here, brothers and sisters. It is a ball of confusion. Yes, sir, brothers and sisters, that's what it is today. Yeah, okay, that's my Bluetooth back to full. I guess my Bluetooth died out. That's why. That's why I couldn't hear nothing. Okay, we good, we good. Brother Justice said we good, so we good. Brother Justice said it good, always good. All right, y'all, just to get in here, let's get Brother Justice in the house right here as we're going to get started. We got just a couple of things we're just going to put out tonight. And uh, let me just throw a read the description right fast. I just got to put, put a couple of things in the description tonight. Are we now living in the fall of humanity? Yes, sir. Are we now living in the fall of humanity with all of this foolishness we see going on in the world? You know, um, we don't know of a person, boy, girl, he, she, husband, wife, them, that, you know, all kind of crazy shit now going on. Definitions are changing uh, as well. They change trying to change the definitions. And uh, I, I got as well. Our so-called black people in America being used as puns in the democratic political game in the democrats i should say political game mm-hmm. let me say it again y'all because you know i had to put it out there because you know mostly um so-called african-americans black people in america uh highly vote for the democratic party so our so-called black people in america being used as pawns in the democrats political game and we're going to touch on that and how things of the past um become Wait a minute, I'm great. Have things of the past <laughs> uh, that was wrong at one time now become right of the day? Y'all got that? Y'all remember the things that was on wrong on yesterday? Just like, you know, we even talk about uh, marijuana. It was against the law at one time. Now it has become the law of the land. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, a lot of things, uh, even when we have here in America, homosexuality, now is the law of the land. Two men can marry each other, two women, and, you know, hell, you want to marry your damn near, marry your dog, your cat, your rat, uh, your hamster, whatever. Shit, hell, anything goes now in this society, man. So, you know, the things that was looked at as, as being uh, wrong at one time, now it seemed to be the okay of today. So that's what we're just going to get into in just many more. I got a couple of clips and we're going to discuss tonight. And we also want to hear from you, brothers and sisters, tonight right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network. And you can come on in and chime in. Hey, just share your thoughts. They don't have to be on nothing we actually we're talking about. It's just like what the hell is really going on in this world. So you can call in at 563-999-3000. 
One more time, that number is starting with the area code. Area code is 563-399-3081. And we would gladly like to hear from you. And uh, before I bring this in, uh, I want to give a shout out right fast to to a good brother I found out that listened to the show, Brother Devon. Yes, sir, Brother Devon. Peace. And thank you, my brother, for listening to the show. And not only that you listening to the show, I greatly want to say I appreciate you for uh, inviting others to listen to the show. Man, I, I got to give you my own personal, not a sound effect applause, man. I want to give you a shout out, brother, and tip my, my hat to you. If I had a Kango on, I'd tip my, my LL Kuja Kango to you, my brother. Uh, thank you, brother, for uh, sharing the show. And Big man, uh, big Minds, appreciate you, brother. Big Minds as well, who follow the show on, you know, follow the show and follow us even on Twitter. I thank you, my brother, as well. Uh, and, and, and Brother Devon, uh, one thing here, we would like to hear from you. Yes, sir. We would like to hear from our younger brothers and sisters, because we always talk about our youth and our young brothers. So we would like to hear from, you know, our younger brothers and sisters, because, you know, we are concerned about them. Because what Whitney Houston said, uh, children are the future. So we are concerned about you. That's why we always mention about our younger brothers and sisters, because it's not that we, we say things to bash them and, and talk down upon them. We're trying to talk talk them up. So we are concerned about a lot of behavior. It's not all of our young brothers and sisters, but we are concerned about the world that they're going to have to continue to keep living in. That's why we are trying to liberate the minds of them and wake them up. So we would like to hear from someone, you know, in this um, – in this younger generation, their twenties or whatnot, even younger, uh, your teens, we would like to hear from you. Even your thirties, we'd like to hear from you as well. So with that, I want to bring Justice on in the house, though. Let's get some black history facts, brothers and sisters. Let's get it going right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network. Peace, brother Justin. Go ahead and do your thing. All right. Thank you very much. It is now time for a black history moment. On this date or close to... Born in 1856, Booker T. Washington, an educator and founder of Tuskegee Institute. In 1968, 16-year-old Black Panther Bobby Hutton was killed by police in Oakland, California. Born in 1743, Toussaint Louverture organized the first successful Black revolution in the Western Hemisphere and led Haiti to independence. Born in 1898, Paul Robeson, an actor and singer, and worldwide advocate for freedom for African people. In 1937, Colin Powell, the first African-American to serve as Chief of Staff of the Armed Forces and Secretary of State, is born in New York City. In 1903, W. Warwick Cardozo, physician and pioneering researcher into sickle cell anemia, is born in Washington, D.C., in 1915, jazz and blues legend Billie Holiday is born in East Baltimore, Maryland. In 1974, Hank Aaron breaks Babe Ruth's major league record with 715 home runs. In 1943, Arthur Ashe, the first African-American to win the U.S. Open and men's singles title at Wimbledon, is born in Richmond, Virginia. And finally, in 1996, 43 African nations signed the African Nuclear Weapons Free Zone Treaty, pledging not to build, bury, stockpile, or test nuclear weapons. And that was a Black History Moment on Culture Freedom Radio. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brother, how you been? How you been doing, my brother? How you doing? I'm doing. I'm been well, and uh, I want to give a shout out to Devon. I think I do remember that brother calling us back in the day and being part of the show. Okay. That's the same guy. I remember him, and uh, yeah, shout out to him because uh, I remember. I remember he was a younger brother, and he had some good things to say, and some good things to say about some things that you were doing and you had did. Uh, that was a powerful black moment uh, on Culture Freedom Radio. So, yeah, anyway, <laughs> I've been fine, uh, been busy uh, getting back on track. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here tonight with you, brother Aria, and uh, let's let's get into our topics tonight. Yes, sir. Well, Let's get to first order business. Let's just dive into politics first and foremost. I guess we can dive into politics. We all have seen what's been going on. Because we're going to go here because you, you kind of let uh, end it off a little bit. Last week you was talking about Donald Trump. So we've seen this thing with Donald Trump. Um, so-called have been indicted and uh, arraigned or so-called arrested. You know, didn't go to jail. You know, didn't stay in jail. So we, we've seen this going on now, brothers and sisters. So, you know, that's one of the things. And uh, I've seen some stuff that uh, somebody posted on Twitter, brother posted on Twitter. He was even mentioning that. And he's just kind of like, uh, look at that. It comes on the heels of the, the uh, what was the, uh, the, 50, the 55th anniversary, 55th anniversary about the king, you know, assassination when they so-called, um, you know, took him and arraigned him, and he was, and, and they was trying to say, look at it. It, it was a black prosecutor, uh, a district attorney who was the one who brought charges on him. So it was just making it look like, you know, look how the times have really changed. Now, you know, when white people were doing this to us, now you got a black prosecutor prosecuting the white man and all of this type of stuff, and. You know all of this, this, that, and other, but you know, like, like people were cheering mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, and but <laughs> it seemed to be that way, brothers and sisters. But I, I tell you, you have to, you got to look. And this is what we're trying to say. I had another topic I had on it with African Americans being used. That's the first topic I was. That changed it. Uh, African Americans being, uh, uh, we still can throw that in there as, as well. Uh, African Americans being used to cause chaos and disorder in here in America. Still can put that on the table. Um, and I damn sure can say yeah to that, man. I damn sure, damn sure can say yes. And but the whole thing about Donald Trump is being going to be um, arrested, and uh, I mean, well, you know, being put in jail. Y'all don't look for that shit. Don't look for that shit to happen. That whole this situation, man. There you and that's where I go. That was the thing I remember a long time ago. I remember hearing elders saying how blacks, uh, or black people, or whatever we want to melanated brothers and sisters, we're always being not always, but sometimes they always use us as the scapegoat, as the scapegoat. And that's that's exactly what is going on with a lot of this shit. That's why I'm saying a black's being used to cause chaos and disorder in America. Because y'all look at a lot of this shit that's happening. We always talked about we need black people in in this place. If we start putting black people in leadership, should have changed. But I'm asking y'all something. How have that been changed? How have, how have that been working so far? We've been we've been having black mayors. We've been having black. Uh, city council members, or, or, or I don't know, some places they have aldermans. We've been having black people in 
high positions. They just kicked what's her name ass out of there, Laura Lightfoot. But goddamn, I just heard something else. They replaced her with somebody even worse than that's going probably worse than her. Someone who was actually saying that they wanted to defund the police. They just elected that person as mayor, a black man. So they like, I, I don't know, brothers and sisters, but this shit is crazy what's going on. You know, and y'all can see a lot of the um, the bullshiggity uh, that's really going on. I got a couple of clips a little bit too that I'm going to play. I'm going to play this one right fast. This, this is uh, only two minutes of sister going in, uh-oh, going in about Trump. Let me know if you hear this. Can you hear this one, bro? Okay. Can you, can you hear that? No. Oh, shit. This shit might not work. Okay, let me do it on my. I'll probably have to do it. On, let me try to get me see again. You don't heard nothing. No, sir. Okay, let me. I have to do it on my phone. Oh, somebody. Let me see. Somebody calling in. Let me see here. We got a call already. Let me. Let's do this caller first, and we'll come back. Uh, peace, okay. caller. Peace, caller. All ones. Peace to you. Welcome in to Culture Freedom Radio. Peace to you. Uh, thank you for taking my call. It's been a while. Sorry, here. How you doing? Oh, oh. This, that's the, I heard that voice. As soon as I heard before you say your name, I knew you were. Sarge, how you doing, bro? I know, Sarge. I remember the guy. You Man, I'm doing well, and I'm telling you, remember all the things I used to call y'all and talk to you about? I think, and I, I got to compliment you, sir, and your yes, colleague, because it appears now, I think it has sunk in, and you are realizing it. And I thank hmm. God for that. I think the hardest mission of my life has been to get people to see objective truth, yes, not 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 my truth or your truth or their truth, sub- objective, transcendent truth. It is probably the most difficult thing to get across to people these days. I mean, the very concept is, is, is anathema to many people. They don't actually believe it's even possible to have transcendent objective truth, but we all know that is the only thing that can make civilization work, at least the aspiration to it. And right now we are living in a time of universal deceit. As George Orwell said, uh, to tell the truth in a time of universal deceit is a revolutionary act. We are being made to believe, there are people attempting to make us believe that a man can have menstrual periods and become pregnant. There, I, <laughs> I can, after that, I rest my case. Yes, sir. And you're right, Brother Sarge. I appreciate it. You know, like back then, you know, I was on my black power thing and all of this stuff like when you used to call in. But, man, I'm going to tell you, I, when it actually when Trump took office and I started seeing a lot of stuff and really with that, it, it really woke me up. I ain't going to lie. His presidential, about him becoming president, and I started really just observing stuff and looking at stuff, it really – now, I wasn't even really into politics, but that, that kind of that, that, that woke me up a little bit to some stuff that was going on and really seeing, you know, the, the lies and deceit that the these Democrats were actually doing to our people and putting out because they kept playing us with the race card. And I started seeing that and started listening to people like Candace Owens and all of that. And I was like, man, nah, bro, this, this ain't it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, look, man, look here. Look. I think they're not actually using black people as scapegoats. I'm talking about the neo-Marxist progressive left, the interceptionalists, yeah. all these people out there that are doing all of this stuff. They're using black people as, as stalking horses. They're mm. using them as cover to conceal the true intentions of what they're doing. Now, let's take 
uh, Alvin Bragg. In this case, since you mentioned it, the case of Alvin Bragg and Donald Trump and what's going on in New York. Now, let's look at what the man did. This is a man whose who's office has reduced 50% of felony arrests bought before his office. Reduced 52% of felonies. And I'm talking about violent felonies like armed robbery, like uh, sexual assault, like, uh, you know, attempted uh, unlawful restraint, burglary, you know, uh, serious crimes, the kind of crimes that make you look over your shoulder in the middle of the night when you walk down the street. You know, not an administrative bookkeeping crime, okay? I'm talking about the kind of thing that make you look over your shoulder and make you fearful when you're going down the street at night. This office has reduced 52% of felonies and misdemeanors, and they have lost 49% of the felony cases they have decided to bring before them and take to court. Now, this man, Fat Alvin Bragg, I call him, he has decided to gain a function, a misdemeanor bookkeeping offense, at best, even if you believe Trump was guilty of it, whose statute of limitations expired two years ago into a felony that is only made to be within the statute of limitations by piggybacking it onto another crime, probably a federal statute, since he won't tell us what this other crime is, which at some point he's going to have to do, but piggybacking onto a federal statute of which he has no jurisdiction. Now, that is absolutely incongruent given his record as a prosecutor. It doesn't make sense And you step back and look at what he and guys like him are all about. Remember, they're using, they use, when they stuff them out, they use black people as a stalking horse. Because, see, if, if you criticize them on objective grounds, irregardless of race, like competence, like their record, like uh, their express policy, remember this guy campaigned to get drunk in the most Soviet manner possible. Like Latvia Beria of the Soviet secret police said, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. It was that, and he campaigned on this. He should be disbarred, as far as I'm concerned, for just that, that disbarred. But yes, you, the gambits and permutations of the neo-Marxist left are endless, amazingly numerous, and varied. But this is the bottom line, that we must always, and I mean always remember, their ultimate goal is redistribution. Now, in the Marxist mode, in the classical economic Marxist mode, it's economic. But... In this particular American style of neo-Marxism, it could be economic, but it could also be social, cultural, historical, situational, power-altering. But redistribution is always the ultimate objective. Fat Alvin Bragg is doing that in his way. He's redistributing (laughs) justice from whom he thinks it should go to to whom it actually belongs to. It's a Marxist thing. People don't see it, but that's what we do. He's redistributing justice. Everything is Marxism with these people, ultimately. It's just assumes different guises. You know, I mean, and even even Karl Marx, though, didn't like the lumping proletariat criminal because he didn't think that really advanced the revolution. Even Karl Marx was kind of disdainful of them. But this modern Democrat Party, and wherever they go, these big cities, they seem to embrace this, these people. as some kind of protected class. I've never seen anything like it. I never thought I would see anything like it, but here we are. And Chicago just elected one of the worst possible imaginable. They are going from the frying pan of Lori Lightfoot to the fire of Randa Johnson. It's just astonishing. T. Jones, T. Jones, T. Jones. 
And I'm glad it's you said that about he. Would. I'm glad you said about that pro, the district prosecutor, district attorney, that he 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 uh, ran uh, on election to to go after Trump. And you know what? That and I thought about that, and that's what people need to hear that. And he did the same thing as that district was that that prosecutor or whoever did to say the same thing about Bill Cosby. If you vote for me and put me in there, I guarantee <laughs> you I can get Bill Cosby. The same exact thing. Now, think for a minute now. You're running for the DA's office. That means you don't have access to any evidence that might possibly uh, implicate Donald Trump in a crime. You're running for office. And before you even get to see any evidence that would enable you to see, you'd be enabled to see by virtue of your office, you have already declared someone a criminal, and you're going to get him. Hmm. This is Soviet stuff. We don't do this thing in the United States. Wow. Letitia James did the same thing. And here's the problem with it. The problem is is that when you get a black face up here doing something like this, you can't, in many circles, you can't criticize them because they're black. Then they just say, well, yeah. you don't like them because you're, you're racist and you don't like a black man. <laughs> and yeah. If you ask me, and even though I don't believe this because I know there are an innumerable, competent, uh, ethical black people out there that can fulfill the same job that Alvin Bragg is doing, but if I was to believe that is the only kind of black official we could get, then I would say that is a good reason not to elect black officials. Because mm. government officials must, I don't care what their race is, they've got to be held accountable. I don't care whether they're white, whether they're black, you cannot not criticize or, or hold to account a government official because of the power and the authority that they wield. And when you go up here saying you can't criticize a black official because they're black and it's because you've got a history of racism, then I say that's the reason not to elect them. <laughs> and that's yeah. all, that's just the case. That's all too often the case with black elected officials in many circles. That's right. They, they do an abysmal job of governing if they're leftist Democrats. And when you point out their record of horrid governance, the first thing that comes out of people's mouths is this racism. They bore them. And that's why I started, I kind of used that word, uh, uh, you know, like being used as a scapegoat, because like I said, they putting them in there so you can't say, well, see, there's racism, there's racist. So black people can't be screaming racist because there's, there's a so-called black face there. <laughs> Man, that's- the most openly racist people I know in the United States. I don't know if black people are more racist than white people. I hope they're not. I don't really think so. Maybe they are. Maybe I don't know for sure because I haven't taken a survey. I haven't seen any survey that really establishes it convincingly one way or the other. But I know this. The most openly racist people in the country today are black people. And often, most of the time, they're leftist black people. They've been indoctrinated with the racism of leftist progressivism and neo-Marxism, and they're unashamed to say how racist they are. They have, they're utterly unself-aware, and they have no shame in it. Al Sharpton shouldn't say a word, given his past history and his unwillingness to apologize for it. It's different if he reformed, but he ain't reformed. And he ain't apologized for all the horrid things he's been done to have found by judicial fiat to have done wrong. He ain't even played all the people that he sued all the money he owes him yet. Wow. He's and, a classical started- example. Yes, sir. And I'm going to let Justin jump in here, too. Uh, and, and it's something I want to just say right fast, but you were talking about this Marxist thing. And, you know, if people look at Black Lives Matter, and you can see one of the, the co-founders, she 
she don't hide it. She says that she's a trained Marxist. She openly admitted yeah. that she's a trained. She says she's a trained. Y'all heard me? A trained Marxist. So, so uh, brother Sarge is dead on point. What he's talking about? Just look it up, brother. And I'm telling you, man, you know, Marxism is the most murderous political philosophy in the history of mankind. I'm including National Socialist Germany. I mean, by uh, by accurate count from all kinds of uh, historical sources that I've read over and over and over again. Short years from 1918 to 1989, Marxism and communists in various countries are estimated to have killed, excluding war. I'm not talking about casualties incurred in warfare conducted the way you normally conduct warfare. I'm talking about the actions of their government, either through purges, either through pogroms, either through executions, or induced famines. Marxism killed 125 million people in the 20th and 21st centuries. Now, that is a record unequaled by anything else in the history of mankind in only 80 short years. I don't know how anybody could sit up here and be, say, I'm a proud adherent of Marxism. Yeah, I agree. Joe Biden hired, hired this one numbskull named Anita Dunn. As, 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 as what, uh, Obama hired her as a communications director. She's in the Biden administration. I don't know exactly what capacity, but she's admired Mao Zedong. Mao Zedong killed at least 63 million Chinese through policies, induced famines. The Cultural Revolution killed 4 million people. But they they brag about being Marxists. They they talk Marxist. Their language is Marxist. Everything is redistributionist. Look at this. Insane reparations movement in California. Yeah. Do you realize that in order to implement the reparations movement in California, do you know how much money they have already computed it would cost just in San Francisco? You know what the what the figure is? Two hundred billion dollars. The discretionary mm. budget of California is two hundred eighteen billion dollars a year. That's just Sorry. San Francisco. Yeah, and that's they were to do the same program nationwide across the United States, for all the people they say would qualify under the San Francisco program, exported to the rest of the country, it would be about $150 trillion. Our yes, entire hey, national bro- debt, $34 trillion. Yes, sir. Brother Sarge, can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because I'm glad you brought that up. Can you elaborate on what they're trying to do with talking about the reparation uh, out in California? Can you elaborate on that a little bit and, and tell, the, tell the people? We hadn't touched on that. Can you go into that a little bit, if you don't mind explaining that? <laughs> Well, right now it's limited to the the land of fruit and nuts, California, where all bad things, all bad cultural uh, trends tend to originate. But they put together a panel at both the state levels. The city of San Francisco is doing its own little uh, research into the matter. And um, the uh, state of California is doing its research into the matter. And they got two different schemes, but they're pretty much saying pretty much the same thing. And right now, this one guy who's a reparations advocate, uh, I saw this woman on CNN the other day, her name was Robert uh, Ruth Simmons. She told CNN she didn't know how San Francisco is going to pay black residents $5 million each in reparations after uh, how it's going to be done. I said, I don't know. Uh, those are the challenges we have as municipalities. And she's literally give, talking about giving Black people, 
in California more money than the entire budget of the city of San Francisco. Mm. I mean, this is insane. This is insane. And then not only that, a $97,000 payment per year for 250 years to which you can give to your heirs and signs. Wow. It's like, it's like these people, they see, they're, they're classical Marxists. They act as though, you know, everything's about material, uh, you know, because they don't believe in spirituality. They don't believe in religion. They don't believe in higher ethics. They think man is just matter, and the only thing that matters is his so-called material needs is, is defined by these elites running whatever the Marxist organization has set up. You know, so, I mean, that's all this. But when it comes to the actual material, they don't particularly care about or they don't give much thought to how it's going to be done. The logistics don't really seem to matter. All we have to do is will it to be so, and it will be done. I mean, these people are sick. They are destructive. They are lunatic, irrational, and deranged. And there are far too many in the black community willing to follow them. Yes, sir. It's almost what? incomprehensible. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, but here we are. are. Yeah, I guess I could come in and... Uh... <clears throat> But see, I like to stay in my lane. So when people are talking about things, I might take something from what they were saying, and then I'll touch on something. So I heard uh, Sarge talking about uh, what was going on in Chicago. I'll talk about that a little bit and a little bit about Trump, uh, what was going on with his uh, indictment. So uh, the Chicago thing, was something that the city of Chicago had to come down to who they were going to choose to be their mayor. After having an election a month ago, they had a good amount of candidates running, maybe a handful, five or six were running, and there were some strong candidates, and those candidates cut other candidates off, you know, as far as having the black support than the other black candidates kind of took away from each other, ending up with a younger, vibrant black candidate and an older candidate who uh, has been known to be a person who has been involved in closing down schools across the country as he had became the superintendent of schools in different cities uh, starting in the late 90s, he began to close down schools uh, in those cities and move on to other cities after he was ran out of different cities that he was the superintendent of, the mayor, uh, the man that was running for mayor of Chicago named Paul Vallis was the superintendent of a school of the schools of Philadelphia as well back in the 90s and they also ran him out of this city uh, for being a bad poor superintendent of the schools and every place that he went he's closed he closed down the schools and even in Chicago where he resides and ran for mayor he also closed down a whole lot of schools in that in that city. And this white candidate, Paul Vallis, going up against the younger candidate, 
I can't recall his name right now, but the city seemed to galvanize around the younger candidate because of the stigma that was left behind from the last two mayors of the city of Chicago. So you had that, uh, I can't even say the guy's name, but he was pardoned by Trump and let out, you know, uh, <laughs> of jail. And his uh, Bogoyevich and uh, yeah, Bogoyevich was had, uh, the former governor of Illinois. Okay, yeah, he was let out of he was let out of prison. So he was a you know people didn't really they they the people of Chicago believed that he didn't do a good job either. So uh, based on the younger black candidate. And what Lori Lightfoot left behind, which was uh, a poor uh, representation of what the city really needed. And so so for me to have understanding of what they were going through was that they really needed to move on from Lori Lightfoot and her imagery and what, you know, she was trying to do and had done some things and had some measures, some movements for black community as far as standing up for the black community in certain situations. So people liked her for certain reasons, and some of the city uh, – that supported her last time didn't give her that support this time. So they gave their support to other candidates and that cut her vote and she lost her, her race and which made it end up becoming a runoff because at the end of the race, there was the uh, two candidates there with a, a dead heat tie, Paul Vallis and the other brother who won. Now, this man who is the, the the brother who's the Democrat who won. Brandon Jones. He is a young man. Oh, okay, what's his name again? I think it's Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson. His name is Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson. Yeah, I've heard it several times. It just escaped me. Brandon Johnson. Yes, sir. Uh, he has a perfect image of what the city of Chicago needs, and he has oh. the right ideas to get the city moving in a collective way to to, um, to stamp down yeah. on the crime and stamp down on the poverty and the different issues that are plaguing the city. So, so justice. this this young man, absolutely, because Uh-oh. this young man who has a beautiful... I like it when uh, a gentleman says he's going to do what's best for the city, but uh, I, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to tell you a little about what his professed positions are. His actual. Well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Sarge. Hold on, Sarge. Yeah, and I got so, a clip. Of, I got a clip with him saying something to Sarge. Yeah, go ahead. Right, so yeah, so we, his, we his, his image of his family is a black family. He's got a beautiful wife and a beautiful family of two children, and so he's raising his children in a positive way. And he's a positive example for a black man to want to aspire to be the mayor of the city That's and a black good. family who doesn't have the image of when Lori Lightfoot uh, won the mayoral race, she came on the stage 
and introduced her wife to the citizens of Chicago. And I was over listening to a Chicago radio talk show last night and listening to the elders say how that they were so happy that they don't have to go through having this gate, this gay thing over them and over their city and this thing that, you know, has never been our thing that we had to just accept it. And so they were just happy that, look, we don't, we didn't have to see a man come on that stage and introduce his husband or another woman coming on that stage introducing her wife or something like that. They were happy that it was a black family, a man who introduced <laughs> his wife, a man who introduced his wife, a man that represents the conglomerate of the city of Chicago. The 45% of white citizens of Chicago voted for Brandon Johnson. So, yeah, just, uh, just it wasn't was something black. about race or anything. Oh, yeah. Pardon me? It was just because he yeah, was black. It wasn't about race so much so. It was about policy policy nah, issues. Was, now, Brandon nah. might have said defund the police one time, but he didn't yeah. mean it in the way in which you might think. And, of course, the city of Chicago could never want the, the, the city to have their a police to fund it because they need their police. They, everybody know? knows that. So it doesn't make sense. He was, he meant something else other than what he said, I'm sure. No, so you give him the benefit of the doubt, give him the benefit of the doubt. And that's it. The, no, and then good. let me just touch on the Trump thing. And you and know, then, Sarge um, going to tell you about that. Sarge going to play with clip. data though. Yes, sir. They're going to play. Yeah, it's going to be a quick one. Okay, well, let me do the Trump thing. The Trump thing, just real quick. Uh, all right, so with Alan uh, Bragg bringing forth these charges, 34 counts of uh, illegal business transactions and whatnot, and uh, not, you know, coming forward with the truth of uh, the deals. So, yeah. That's these are these are classified as a uh, classified E something like that. They call it an E. It's the lowest level of a felony offense that you can do as, as far as having business deals that weren't uh, weren't honest. So they're going to get him on those. There's no way that I've ever seen anybody face any kind of amounts of. 34 charges. Now, I can just tell you, okay, right now, 34 counts of illegal transactions, or not illegal transactions, but illegally documenting things the wrong way and lying about things. So, yeah, that. So, like I say, that's a level E of offense. It's not something that is the worst. So, uh, low-level felony. Now, where what it looks like uh, with uh, Bragg and that doing that, and you got 34 counts. Now, like I was like I was going at somebody had that many counts or charges. If you if you want to break it in half, I'll say okay, say get 16. Okay, you got 16. Say he gets 16 of them thrown out. Okay, say he gets. Say he gets more than that thrown out. You still got 10 charges right there. Let's say you get all of them thrown out except for seven of them. You still got to face them seven. 
there's still going to be a penalty for them. The penalty is what it is. Now, it's more than likely going to be financial. They already sued Trump. The city of New York just sued him and banned him from having his businesses done in in New York for five years. And so they're already punishing him. He's already been sued for $250 million by the city of New York. So, yeah, it seems like a piling on on him. And and but he's got to face what he did with whatever the amount of felonies he, they end up with because it's going they gonna knock down some of them thirty four. His lawyers are gonna be able to knock down some of them. So by the time he get to the ones that they're gonna stick, then he got to deal with the penalty. So whatever that is, it won't bar him from running for president. Now, here's the whole point. If he get to the presidency seat and they already did a poll, they said that if the presidency was held, uh, the presidential race was held and Joe Biden and Trump was facing off, that Joe Biden would win by 2%, 48 to 46. Now, they said there's a margin of error. So that's just going to determine whether how many people turn out and whatnot, because it's going to be close. Now, Trump could somehow pull it off because Republicans don't always, uh, well, let's just say white folks don't always vote one party or another. They will sometimes vote in a different party. You have party loyalists who only vote in the Republican Party. And so you have white party loyalists that are Democrats as well who only vote the Democrat ticket, just like the Republicans vote their own tickets. But then you'll have some whites that will cross the line and vote in the other way. So this may happen for Trump because of them wrecking the system right now because if you've got unemployment right now, the lowest has been in 53 years at 3.4%. And they're saying that the economy's messed up and gas is high and and the war in Ukraine and all these things. And uh, they got to mess up everything to make Joe Biden look bad. So they're going to close down Walmarts. They're going to close down Rite Aids. They're going to shut down the McDonald's and uh, where the people in there working. They're going to put the machines in there. You have to order your food on the computer and it come to you, the people bring it to you, whatever, come out come out the machine. And then they're going to close down more and more uh, businesses to make Joe Biden look bad because you can't change presidencies if the economy's good. So the Republican-led people, business owners that own every damn thing are going to mess up their own businesses on purpose just to get Trump elected, to make Joe wow. Biden look bad. To, to give uh, Trump a chance to get back in office. That's Damn, what's dude. going on right now. There ain't no reason to shut down these businesses. There ain't no reason for all of these collapsing of these businesses wow. and, and, and layoffs and stuff. But they doing it on purpose. The Republicans all right, now let me finish up. Wow. Let me finish up on the Trump yes. thing. Damn, now, just, you, still, you still got your Democratic card, I see. But go ahead. <laughs> It's called the truth got, card. I'm on. I ain't on no side. I'm on the side. Yeah, of the you, 
Not on this one, but we're going to get to it when you finish. I I might vote for Trump this time. I'll be the first time I cross the line. That's word to mother. That's word to mother. That's word to mother. I'm telling you, I don't want to vote for Biden because he might cause World War III. I think I think Trump. I think Trump. The only chance we got, Trump. The only chance we got right now, to 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 not have that happen. He the only one that really shit. can negotiate deals with these with these leaders in the world. Trump. Trump got. He's already proven that he can do that. Well, Joe Biden has proven that he can do that, uh, and he don't want to do that. Under, under uh, uh, Barack Obama, or rather George Bush. The uh, uh, Russians seized Georgia. Under Barack Obama, they seized the Crimea. Uh, under uh, Donald Trump, they didn't take one inch of new territory while he was president. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Brandon comes in there, and next, they're about ready to uh, seize uh, Ukraine all the way up to the Dnieper River. Yeah. I mean, so there uh, we have I, it. I don't think it's so there we have it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so that's what I said, and I know what I'm talking about, Okay. So yeah, now but they ain't gonna get Trump in there, man. It's gonna be up to the American people. Black people ain't gonna vote for no Trump. American people. What's that? Black people ain't vote for no damn Donald Trump. They don't give a goddamn what Joe Biden do. They gonna be they Democrat loyalists. They don't give a (laughs) damn. Bruh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Joe Biden, right now, look. Everybody came out. I'm gonna tell you. Let me tell you something. Everybody came out because Trump had caused so much daggone stir up in America that people no. were tired of it. And they said, you know what? The we media, register to vote. CNN, the liberal media caused this stir up. Let me ask you something. Whatever, whatever, just, whatever you want to. And I got to play this clip. Who were the people, what cities was on fire under, under, under Donald Trump administration? Every damn near everywhere you saw where there was rioting and looting and tearing up cities. Who? What was the? What was the political demographic? It was democratic cities. So we say it was Everyone, chaos it's, and it's, disorder. That's not, that's not my point here. My point is why people came out and defeated Trump. Because right, again, brother, the, again, what we're looking at is because what the liberals caused this and made people sway people, especially black people, because they always made you look at because Trump's a racist. He's a racist. Don't look at the money you're getting in your pocket. Don't look at that. Look at the look at because he hate black people. He dislike you when black people used to love the hell out of Donald Trump before he even put the name a Republican running on the Republican mm-hmm. under his name. And that's when black people started hating him. Al Sharpton's and everything because we li- people listen to them damn charlatans and they made you think that he was a racist when they used to kick it with the man at one time. They used to always kick it with him. Aria, so Aria. you never looked at this. Aria. But I'm telling you, brother, this was happening. It wasn't Trump wasn't causing no. Trump was not called no, the hold, hold on. You ain't let me finish the point, nah. Nah, nah, I ain't, nah. You know good and doggone well. But you said every was, time they, they you turn on the radio or the phone or, or, or the TV, Trump was on the news. So the people was just tired of it. They was like, look, we Why need to just get rid of Trump. Trump what, didn't own the news. Let me finish. Don't worry about that. Let me get the point out. He owns CNN. He owns CNN. He made CNN have made their ratings. They, they, you not trying to hear volunteer. But you say every time you turned on the news, it was Donald Trump was on there because he was making good ratings. Okay, look, I'm trying to go forward from that. We all know that. 
no. Here's here's the but, thing. Because you what came out in eighty something people. truth. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna shut up. Eighty something million people voted for Joe Biden. Seventy something million people voted for Trump. Now. The only reason that 80-something people voted for Biden is because it wasn't because they loved Biden at all. I ain't vote for for Biden because I like Biden at all, and you already know that. I ain't, no, I just voted for a doggone man to get rid of Trump, and everybody did the same thing. Hold on, hold on, we hold on. just was trying what? to get rid of Trump. Can you say that now we want Trump back. Some of us would we 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 realize you know what he might can save everything from us nuclear war and everything. He the only one can sit with Joe Biden. I mean, say that why you why did you vote for him? Why did you vote for Biden again? Just to get rid of Trump. Everybody did it. Everybody did the same thing. We ain't like Biden. We you know I wanted Bernie Sanders to be the president. You know I wanted Hillary Clinton to be the president. (laughs) And, and you remember that? Sarge, you hear that, Sarge? See, this is what we're saying again. So you get what I'm, you I'm get. I'm it all in there, brother. So you get what you get. Uh, and I got to hear him play this clip right fast. I know Sarge went, uh, uh, got to get in here. But you get what you get. See, this, <laughs> this is the problem. This is why we say that. I, I, and a white man asked me, we were talking before, and I said, and I told him, I, and I'm going to say this, y'all. I, I ain't no hold no punch. I said, most black people, we are political, we are political, um, illiterate we don't understand about policies we don't vote policies we don't vote our interests and you just say the same thing the reason that we, we they voted to get the man out of there now despite what the hell he might have been doing good y'all looking at good he because he was talking reckless and whatever he was saying his, his demeanor when he was saying wasn't about policies you vote for a person because of policies and now y'all see the policies that you get now the fight now you want to call oh, damn. Stop right here. Stop right here. I guarantee you. Guaranteed. prices. But the whole point, why? You're supposed to have been fucking, brother. Yeah, Ariana, I guarantee you. In your family pocket, not because you dislike what Trump was saying. So Bruh, forget, forget about all that. I reason. guarantee you. Listen, I guarantee you right now. It ain't no way 80-something million people coming back out for Joe Biden but again, it's too man. Late, brother. It's too late. It don't matter whether it's too late no, or it, not. No, it's it's not the point late. of the matter no, is no, it, it ain't, ain't about too it. late. No, it's Trump not. could. No, if those 80-something million don't turn up, Trump could win. No, Don't you not. get it? How, do, uh, you know, how, how about all of y'all that people that voted for him, you go bankrupt right fucking tomorrow. Look how many lives have been affected do- because of the, by the policy that, 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 that uh, Joe people Biden People win and made. lose elections all the time, man. That's look, just part look, of life. You don't win. Four years, brother. He's a one-term, he's a one-term, two-time. Y'all wanted Trump out because of the shit he said. This is what I'm saying. Look at the policies and how people have been affected. The lives have been affected for four fucking years. We're going on four years. The man is a one-term, two-time impeached president. Two-time impeached, man. If you go broke and poor, that's your fucking fault because of what you voted for. Because you didn't like what a man You want want a criminal? You want? All right, look. We know his game better now. I ain't know. I ain't know he was. You know. But let me play, let me play Brandon right fast. Let me play Brandon right fast. This is a question that was asked about him. On multiple occasions, you've spoken on the topic of defunding police. In 2020, you said, quote, defunding this failed system of incarceration and policing was not as admirable as necessary, end quote. During a town hall called Police Free Future, you commended defund organizers for, quote, an agenda that actually can transform people's lives and, end quote, removing ourselves away from state-sponsored policing. That is 
commendable. As far as redirecting funds, if we look at your record, you introduced a resolution and passed it with the support of others to redirect money from the sheriff's office to other areas. So first, this is a multi-part question. The first is just a yes or no. Do you acknowledge making those recorded and documented statements, yes or no? I'm not going to defund the police. If you could answer the question, though. Yeah. Do you acknowledge making the statements that I just read by quote, yes or no? What I've acknowledged is the fact that there are people who are incredibly frustrated. Mr. Johnson, when, if I could get you back to the question, yeah, of is course. it solely yes or no? Do you acknowledge making those statements? Look, you've, yes already, no? you've already quoted. What I'm saying is, though, so you is that it provides some – of course, I'm acknowledging okay. it, but I want to so make sure that we have the context. I want to answer that. the question, but yeah. I just want to move on to the next part of it. Yeah. So you see now, you heard that. Okay. God doesn't yeah, really want to answer. See, like it is democratic gymnastics. Don't don't answer the question. Don't answer like my grandma said. Answer the question, witness. She asked you yes or no, but but he didn't want to do that. And that is on record <laughs> never, where he had a thing do. where he did say it. But go ahead, Sarge, because I know you're going to elaborate on it even more. I know they never do. I mean, they, 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 they'll they make these statements, and then when you confront them with them, because they know you're going to ask them in depth about them, then they run away from like scalded dogs. It's the most amazing facility of Democrat politicians that I've ever seen of anything in my life. And he's a classic example of it. Let me give an example of what he said here. For first of all, he, is, he wants illegal aliens to be able to vote in Chicago elections. He's going to propose mm-hmm. this to the city council and try to get the city council to enable illegal aliens and, and even, well, lawfully resident aliens and illegal aliens because there will be no test of lawful residency, just the fact that you have residency. As long as you get residency in Chicago, you don't even have to show you're a citizen. You're going to be able to vote. According to Mr. Johnson, that, that's got to be Johnson. passed by city council, brother, or or what they call it, whatever they call it. I didn't say it. that. I said he's going to propose it to the city council. But that don't mean Just it's going to pass. The fact that he wants to have it done is a reason for me not to have him in office. The fact well, that well, a, a lot of things, a lot of things that mayors. But but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. He's also said he's also said that we don't call police. You know, he praised uh, the idea of. Agendas that can transform people's lives by not calling police and having social workers answer some of the most dangerous calls there are to answer, uh, domestic disturbance calls. He said, and part of it is removing ourselves away from this, you know, state-sponsored policing, but also the tools that have been placed against black folks that have been used violently, whether it's policing or administering standardized tests around how white supremacy Find this way in every facet of our lives that we have to fight and resist that. Standardized testing? Really? Say that, um, 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 do you worry about stores leaving Chicago and the county because they don't think it's safe? It's not just stores. It's McDonald's. It's the Boeing Corporation. It's major institutions that employ thousands of people. That's who's leaving. And this was his answer. He said that, this is a quote, these companies have insurance and assurance. You can't take a certain level of urgency to protect capital and the wealthy and not have that same tenacity to provide relief for families that have been devastated through structural racism for generations. Then he goes on to say, 
We have to redirect dollars away from a failed racist system and move it into the hands of people who really are trying the very best to survive day to day. And if we can't do that as a government, we are failing to meet the moment. To continue to criminalize people and to chastise folks for being poor is tired and it's old. We actually need a new direction that really calls for massive investments in neighborhood. All this boilerplate language is meant to conceal the idea that he wants to redistribute wealth, he wants to defund the police, that he wants to drive away business, and he wants to create a feudal system that will not empower black people in the least. Right. I bet you he'd do a way better job than Lori Lightfoot did. I don't think he will. I think it'd be worse. I think he's worse. Nah, Lori nah, Lightfoot is an incompetent, corrupt, racist dummy. This guy has got a bit of intelligence. He's more Lenin-esque. Whatever you want to say, it don't make sense because the man is a young man with ideas that are fresh. Now, it might sound strange to you, but, so is but they're trying to do things. Listen, they're trying to do things differently now instead of doing the same old thing and getting the same results. So they're saying we're going to have more sensitivity towards our black citizens and not come out with the cops blazing and kill the young man in the park with a little little water gun or whatever he had. Just got out and started shooting and killed him. So the city is like, you know, on edge about stuff. We don't want this no more. We want somebody to come out who have a heart, who have understanding that some of our children have mental illnesses and stuff and have different situations. We need you to recognize this instead of looking at us all like we animals and shit. You understand? That's the problem. That's why the man got different ideas. Or they'll be afraid of being shot to death by some criminal who's been let out on a no-bail system, which you think you actually go. inspires more fear in black people. I think I'm certain I know no, what you're No, no, no. You, gotta, you, you go. don't even live nowhere near a black community, so you don't know what you're talking about. And Sarge, they oh, I was a police officer in Chicago for 23 years, so I think I got a pretty good idea. So, yeah, you got you on the wrong side of the fence. They doing the uh, same I, I actually dealt with Memphis. people, recidivist criminals, not ordinary black people, because recidivist right. criminals are not talking, ordinary black people. Most black people are not like criminals. Like the ones who you arrest over and over and over and over and over That's and it. over again for the same or similar crimes are not normal. They're not regular black people. Mm. And, so and that's what we like, protected under Lori Lightfoot and Kim so Fox. Well, the whole... The whole thing is he's the mayor. mayor. Uh, and what Sarge kind of saying, he's the mayor now. These people out, brother. It's just like what's going on in this city right now. Now we know these juveniles, but they let these juveniles out of juvenile. They're doing crimes, and they are, brother. Don't you know they out committing crimes with ankle bracelets on? Ankle bracelets on. They see out here robbing, stealing, and and, and carjacking and with ankle bracelets on. And in this city, they're doing just what they said. They had this thing. I, I, I need to pull it up. right? But uh, even what y'all mentioned about uh, uh, illegal thing, uh, it says Washington, D.C. There was, there was an article that came back in February. Washington, D.C. City Council say bill for allowing non-citizens to vote is now law, according to a report. You know what it says? Washington, D.C. City Council say the bill for allowing non-citizens to vote is now uh, uh, the law. So remember now, this is what I was telling y'all about when they was letting me, why they were letting these illegal citizens in, because it was numbers. It was all about goddamn votes. It wasn't about doing the right thing. It was about numbers and, and getting the vote. But uh, going back, though, 
they had here in this city, it was a guy who went to like, a, it was a hookah bar, a hookah bar, and they spoke to a hookah thing, whatever the hell they supposed to be. They went up and shot up the bar and shot like five people in the bar. They charged them. I don't, I think one person died. I can't recall right now. But they what the guys were charged with uh, five counts of uh, attempted first degree murder. They gave them this new goddamn it uh, Black Lives Matter puppet uh, here in this city, Democratic uh, Mayor whatever his name just got elected uh, district attorney. He let those guys out on a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond. They had to pay two thousand dollars to get out on five counts of attempted first they freak right now. So this is the shit that they are doing. Remember, Black Lives Matter was talking about this shit about a, 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 a cashless, uh, cashless bond, getting rid of bonds. These articles somewhere on here and bringing them up. But I'm paying no bonds, letting people out on bond. And it's kind of like something what they're doing here in this explaining, but it was something that they go about um, however your pocket, if you kind of like poor or uh, general, you don't really have any money or something like that, they go by your to let you out. You go out here and kill up, like I said, damage five people and get your ass out on a $2,000 bond. And that way you can go out here and kill somebody else. That other guy, he went out, they they, uh, they arrested him, his, his girlfriend or something, called the police on him. And, and he was trying to, he, he had said he murdered her. They arrested him. You said he was going to kill her. They arrested him on a assault. He got right out. In a couple of hours, and don't you know he went directly from the jail straight to her house, and he killed her. Killed her. After she called the police and told him he was threatening to kill her, they let him right on out, and he he didn't go home. He didn't go to the McDonald's. Goddamn it, Kroger's nowhere. He went straight to her house, and he murdered her. Straight over there. But, hey, but this is what the shit that the Democrats want now. This is what the way they want. And just as that damn dude, man, he is talking about, and what he's trying to do, that's the thing. I used to, I was watching a television uh, series called The Shy. And what he's talking about, they, they got this from Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter talk about the same shit. And they, they, they had that in the movie, the television show, Shy, Shy series. They funding the police. And, uh, like you said, uh, Brother Sarge was saying, they had counselors go out there and try to handle the situation. And that's it. Not the television show, and that didn't work. But you Come on, bro. A counselor? Man, come on, bro. Come on. They're, they're, the whole they're, point they're, of the they're, matter they're working, is man. they not coming out they're there. Oh, I was going to I, I text you a message. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're I, not I coming out there. Charge. I think it's his internet because I hear Charles kind of doing it too. So I don't know. It might be this, this internet thing going on. Oh, you're good. Good. Okay. You're good. I'll get on my Bluetooth, see what go on. The Wait, whole bro. thing about it is to when they come out there, they are given some information at first about the person, like, yeah, this guy has a certain uh, you know, condition. And so when they come out there they're already expecting like, okay, he he's this way or that way and we're gonna deal with it however, you know, we gotta deal with it. So the thing is, they still have, you know, some weapons and stuff and mace and whatnot or or, you know, something like a stun gun or something if they need to use it. And the point of the matter is to defuse the situation at first. Now, if they have to take him into custody, they still have the authority to do that. So the whole thing is to first try a diplomatic measure instead of 
coming out and he has a knife or he has, let's say he's got his chair, somebody got killed when he had an iron in their hand. Somebody raised a chair up over their head and was shot to death. They raised the chair up over the head. Like, okay, what? how could somebody kill somebody when they raise up a chair over their head and they ain't even close to nobody? So anyway, they killed him. Another man, they came to the house, and he had an iron in the house. He's, you know, had a mental condition, and his mother called the cops, and he had the iron in his hand when the cops came, and the lady said, well, put the iron down, put the iron down. He wouldn't put the iron down, and she says that he kind of leaned toward her with the iron, and she shot him to death. Another man had a knife in the street. Last year, year before here in Philly, and uh, they cut. The, they called the cops to come. You know, this boy had a knife, and he had a mental condition, and he just wielding the knife. And they said, "Put it down." He wouldn't put it down, so they just shot him. So yeah, the whole thing is to try something different, and to to have this kind of people who are trained, who have understanding of people's mental illnesses and mental conditions that they may have when they arrive and to know how to deal with it with the training that they have received. So if certain parts of the training that they are able to get this person calm and to make them relax and to drop the weapon or to stop behaving in such a in such a way where they can come out and talk to him in a nice way or you know in it's in a way where he that is kind to him where it doesn't seem like a threat and he can he's like okay they on my side in his head because he's got a whole way of you know there's something going on up there so if you can somehow break make a breakthrough to him and then get him to calm down he still might have to take him to get some medicine or to make sure you know he you know he needs to be evaluated or whatever and have and have and, and go ahead and do that instead of oh well we get to the scene he's acting all crazy he's acting wild he's he picked up a chair and all that and we just shot him and some people hardly doing anything they just getting shot because this stupid asshole has a gun on their hip and they're punk ass punk and they don't know how to do anything but shoot somebody because they're weak and they don't know how to do nothing else instead of like me i would i would fight like i'd be that's the last thing i would do is pull out my gun if i'm a cop like if it's especially if a person only had a stick or even an iron or a chair you know i'd kick his ass like i wouldn't even be scared to even try to kick his ass without pulling a gun a billy stick or, or pull out some mace or anything i'd be i'd be so courageous to just go up there and smack him up and cuff him up and take him away but these punk ass cops today don't have that kind of courage cops back in the day some of them did have that kind of courage but most of these cops today are just punks and they weak and they 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 just looking for something or some reason to shoot somebody so yeah that's why the young mayor is is trying to do something different to show an example of how we don't need to treat our people the same way the, the people been treating them and to look at ourselves with love and care 
instead of with hate and disdain when you see somebody and their hair is all out and they got a knife or they got an iron or a damn chair or they got a rock in their hand or something and you got to kill him because he got a rock in his hand. He picked up a brick. You're going to kill him. You can't shoot well, his foot. As a matter of fact, you can't, last you can't year mace. the police I mean, it's all kind of the, ways. Well, last yeah. year, as a matter of fact, the police killed got... two people. In 2022, in 2021, they killed nine. And in 2023 thus far, they've killed two. Chicago's had 735 homicides last year. I don't think the yeah. police are that big a problem. I just don't. Not more than the black people. Right, we got we got a new call on the line as well. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, please welcome to Culture Freedom Radio. Uh, you got Joe on the line. Please welcome in. Am I unmuted? Uh, yeah, you 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 live. You live on. You on now. We can hear you. All right. When I saw the marquee, what I thought was the the conversation was about was going to be about the New World Order or globalist. But when I got here and I listened on the line, and I was hearing about the problem between the black community and the cops. So, all right, can, we, um, can we talk about that? It's about it. It's about all of it. You can go ahead and talk about the New World Order. Yeah, that's included too. Hey Joe, uh, okay. move your hand from your phone's mic. You sound you sound muffled or something. Like talking to your mic clearly. Yeah, the mic's right up to my uh, to my lips. So I moved it a little right, bit. Sorry, this? Uh, I don't know. How you guys think? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's something going on with this system because it's something going on with this system. I'm not even on my phone anymore. Everybody kind of choppy, so it might be something with this system. Yeah, I'm hearing everybody also uh, being choppy. So this yeah. time it may not oh, be my so. phone. Usually it's my app, but this time it may not be. But since you guys are, right. uh, do talk do talk about the, uh, the well, one last daughter. thing, Joe. One last thing. Turn the volume up on your phone. Let me try that. Turn your volume okay. up. That I can do. Let's see if that works. I'm at the volume now where you guys are coming in nicely. Let's see. Okay, can you hear okay. me better? Yep. Okay. All right. Phil, can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Loud and clear. Okay. All right. So, again, to me, the um, the problems that are that are surrounding the entire world is stemming from um, globalists, primarily the Rockefellers um, and the Rothschilds, et cetera. But I don't want to take you guys too far off the topic because we can use the derivative from the Rockefellers. Huh? I I said you're on topic. I said you're on topic. That's that's good. All right. So when we have the division between the genders, the races, economics, et cetera, it's part of a plan which if you guys have talked about the globalists before, you're familiar with it, to get every country, and in particular the United States, as this is the crown jewel, to have division amongst every and all lines. Right now, I'll bet in the next year or two, there's going to be propaganda about if you don't date a transgender, something's wrong with you. So oh, that's man. Plan too. You that's think I'm crazy. Kidding? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I just I'm just predicting it. I'm not. Uh, I don't have any um, any any evidence to back it up. But I'm just saying when you, you sound like Neely Fuller Jr. You know what I mean? Where the way mm-hmm. everything is going. So you guys were talking about a serious topic about cops versus uh, the black community. Now, as the caller was saying, um, I don't know the stats, but apparently he did. So. 
Yeah, to me, cops are a problem no matter what. But I don't think that if a person who, even if they're, they're demented, they have a chair in their hand, a stick, a rock, uh, one of your hosts, co-hosts, was saying they would just charge in. I think after about 20 times throughout your career of charging in to <laughs> people who've got chairs over their head and the rocks and the sticks, you may not be charging in that often anymore because you're assuming that you can just take them down and bang. But I, but Joe, you don't break. <laughs> go huh? ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Keep going. I, I was I just going to say something, I, but go ahead. Okay. I think everybody knows if you're mentally ill, you've got a little bit more strength than the average person at the time when the adrenaline is flowing through your body. So, um, you know, I think it's um, it's nice. It's a nice idea that all you got to do is just take them down by rushing them, and if two or three cops can grab one person that's one thing but even then they have a problem but me personally if i see somebody in my neighborhood with a rock mentally ill out there in the middle of the street or a chair or, or a stick um i don't care for social services to come out out there and spend an hour two hours trying to calm somebody down when that same person can throw the rock throw the stick grab the chair grab a, a passerby <laughs> grab something else which is there and, and remain dangerous. Um, there are a lot of unjustifiable killings, for sure. Um, I wish more people would just carry guns. But um, that's all I have to say for now. You know, Joe, if, if somebody had a, a knife and a, uh, there was a peop there were people coming out there to talk to the person and say, Look, man, uh, put that knife down or why do you have that knife or you know, like don't you wanna do something else? Like, you know, just start talking to him and everything and figure it out. Now he might if he starts wielding it, of course, I'm saying, Okay, you have to defend yourself and without killing this person to the best of your ability, uh, because he only has this knife, like try to disarm this person. So I would start with my billy club, more than likely. Now, my other teammate might want to use uh, my other, what do you call it, uh, co-worker or whatever they are, your, cop people. Your colleague. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, the jerk off, uh, to uh, use the mace. And um, so he might or she might want to do that. So now we got the upper hand here. His eyes is messed up, and he's coughing and whatnot. I hit him a few times in his legs and hit him in the gut and uh, got him down on the ground. We got the cuff on him or whatever like that. And we take him and put him in the car. That's it. Now, I've seen people negotiate for hours with a white man who had a gun or a a machine gun or a whole lot of stuff, taking people hostage, whatever. They had to talk all day and all night until that man decided to let everybody go and come out the house with his hands up and everything else. So you you could take five or six hours with a white dude who's 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 got a whole gun and don't kill him when you have every opportunity to, then he's definitely a threat. Definitely a threat. Right now with the gun, you don't even kill him. You let him hold on to the gun. You tell him, look, you know, let it go, drop it, whatever. And he ain't drop it, and you ain't kill him. But you're still talking to him. And three hours later, 
he getting tired and hungry, and you tell him, look, we're going to get you some pizza and everything, and everything, you drop the gun, we gonna, it ain't going to be that bad. It ain't going to go hard on you. And you get out, you know, and, and, and you won't have to go to jail for long or whatever it is. So they tell him all this good stuff, he feels better about himself, and they take him into custody. The black dude with the goddamn big-ass gun ain't no negotiating at all. Ain't nobody setting up to talk to him at all. He's a threat automatically. Why? Because he's black. Because he, he's intimidating you because you're scared. Why weren't you scared of the white dude? He had a bigger gun. He had a big-ass M16 and all this stuff. But the white, the black dude got, you know, basic 12-gauge shotgun or something. Uh, you know, yeah. He ain't pointing it at nobody either. Just like the white dude wasn't really pointing it. Black dude not really pointing it, but, oh, they came out to the scene. He got the gun. Put the gun down. The dude got the right to hold the gun. Put the gun down. He's like, what? They ain't even they give him a chance. They ain't even give him a chance to put even consider putting the gun down. Pow, 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 pow. He's a goner. He didn't even have a shot at a negotiation. So, yeah. Okay. Let's Protocol do things. Whatever you dealing the barricaded suspect is always the same. As long as they're not an imminent threat to others, an imminent deadly threat to others, whether the suspect is black or white, because I've 19 years as a police officer working mostly in Chicago and Cook County, as a state policeman, I am telling you it's the same. When you're talking about an unconfined suspect or subject who is in an imminent attack upon you at close quarters, the protocol is also different. And it is based on the use of force continuum that the National Institute of Justice developed that has been adopted by almost every police force in the United States. Been there, done that, I don't know how many times. On the street, up on Angel Dust, and I got to deal with them hand to bloody hand. I don't know how many times. They're on a warrant. They don't want to go to jail. They tell you they ain't going to jail. But I never killed anybody because I pumped iron, too. I was swole, brother. You better believe I was swole. I was strong. I could do almost 400 pounds in a bench press. And believe me, I've had trouble with young women amped up on dust who weighed 120 pounds, and they gave me a handful getting them into a squad car. So Word. I hear you, are brother. Here's the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is these things are infinitely variable. And for you to say there's only one way to deal with this situation, one way or another, is simply not true. Everything right. is circumstance-dependent um, and depends upon the circumstance you know, in which you witness. are at the moment in that time, and they are variable infinitely. I got you. And you know what? I respect you. And, you know, you were doing your thing for several years and everything, and so, like, I would have been the type of I never cop, killed like, anybody. I never shot That's anybody. my whole point. Listen, listen, man, that's my whole point. Like, like for me, like, to say that about having the courage to not be afraid of a man wielding a knife or a chair or anything else. Like, just to have courage. Like, I already got weapons and stuff on me. So, yeah, I, I don't want to kill nobody. That's the whole, That was my whole point, to, to make a statement. Like, I would do anything with my bare hands first. Now, okay, yeah, if he's, and he's I can, giving me a whole, I can see your whole problem, I'm going to do what Sergeant's going to do. But I'm not going to kill the man. I'm going to do everything I can do. Like, I'm strong right now. I, I'm tough still. I ain't lost nothing. I'm only gotten better and stronger. So, yeah, 
And even back then, I was strong. So yeah, but now I'm still, I'm even stronger now than I ever was. So, yeah. <laughs> when that need for killing is justified, and you're not prepared to do it in order to either save your life, the life of another, over your colleague, then you should not be a police officer. And I agree with you, and, and that's my whole point. Like, you never had to kill nobody. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Now, had you had to kill somebody, the thing is, when you or your co-host makes a comparison between somebody or a bunch of people inside a house versus somebody in the street or versus cops inside the house mm-hmm. trying to detain somebody who's got a chair over the head or a stick or a stone, those are two completely different situations. You can take a look at Waco and um, Ruby Ridge, and the cops got um, uh, vilified because they put the house on fire. You can put a bunch of blacks, Asians, whites inside a house and the hostage situation, which will last for hours, would still be the same no matter what nationality would be inside that house. Because being inside a house, I mean, for them to be inside a house with hostages is way different than cops going into a house where there's a suspect with a chair or, or a stick or a gun. Way different. So like and I said, it. those cops got vilified. Well, in Waco, at Ruby Ridge, and if, and if there were blacks inside the house or Asians who, were, who had hostages and the cops burned down the house, those cops would be vilified. And um, I don't know if the, uh, the cops of Waco were, were arraigned for anything, but um, I think there was a lot, you know, they ran out of patience and all of a sudden they started um, pumping fire into, into the house where there were hostages. Now... That to me, I don't like. You gotta, yeah. you gotta continue the hostage, uh, even if it takes more hours to try to save five, six, see, seven. See, see, hold on, Joe. See, Joe, stop it. Okay. Wait a second. See, see, that's what I'm talking about right there. Ain't no daggone way, no day, you gonna let a black dude hold up something for thirty days. These Wacos was holding that thing up for thirty days. Okay, and they was negotiating. It took about, I don't know, about uh, three, three and a half weeks. Philadelphia, the whole situation. Before, you know, what was good order, the bomb dropped on the bunker. They were negotiating with them for weeks. Mm -hmm. And just as for. Now, that I didn't even know about. I didn't know that. Yeah, look it up. Move. Yeah, capital M, capital O, capital I know, B, capital I know, e, I know all of Philadelphia. Yeah. Look I know, up that situation. It's an amazing story. I know all about it. I heard move. about it, and I read an article about it, but I didn't know that there were negotiations that were going on for that prolonged period of time. I thought no, it was were like negotiations were one day. They, were trying, they, had to, wow. they had to evacuate people out that. of there. They couldn't go to their homes because the police were negotiating trying to get these crazy people to come out. And just as for a matter of fact, it was a black guy just the other day. He just shot two police officers, and they shot him, but they didn't kill him, though. Yeah, here in this city. So, yeah, they, they don't and always another kill. Thing I forgot they don't always kill black people. But go ahead. There's one thing I forgot to say. There's a video, I don't know if it's still up on YouTube, which shows that you can have a knife, okay? You can be something like 10 feet, 12 feet away. You're the assailant with the knife. You can be a cop with your gun on your holster, and you say, okay, go. And you, buy, and you think that the cop will take the out the holster and shoot, and shoot the guy with the knife. But the guy with the knife can get there and stab the cop 
before the before the cop can take out the gun. It's that fast. So a guy with a knife, even though you've heard the expression, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, you'd be surprised how fast some people are with knives trying to stab you. That's right. That's right. And I want, I want to play this quick clip right fast. When we were talking about earlier Obama and Trump right fast, while well, I forget, forget out of here. Um, there's something we were talking about corruption. They're trying to get on Trump about corruption. Oh, and by the way, uh, what they're not telling, I've seen on Twitter, um, that they were showing even with the uh, the woman, uh, what's her name, Stormy Daniels, and uh, she actually was sued by Trump as well for defamation, and so she's supposed to have been paying Trump some money. But damn, why CNN them ain't talking about that shit? Why these liberal news ain't talking about how they, they got to pay him back for court fi- uh, court fees and stuff, that he sued them for defamation and won? Mm. But they talk about he paid them. But they ain't talking about that one. I wonder why. But here's a little something about, let's talk about, let's show something about Obama. Rio taking the witness stand yesterday, testifying in the money laundering case against former Fuji's rap. Can, can, can y'all hear that one? I got to make sure, because I don't know his audio acting for Yeah, it sounds nice. All right, here we go. Yes. Caprio taking it's the choppy, witness stand yesterday, uh, testifying in the money laundering case against former Fuji's rapper, Praz Michelle. Michelle is accused of helping to funnel millions of dollars to Barack Obama and his 2012 presidential election campaign. With the help of a Wolf of Wall Street financier and Malaysian billionaire, Joe Lowe, DiCaprio, who is not accused of any wrongdoing in the case, told the courtroom Michelle planned to donate up to $30 million to the Democrat Party. Mark, no wonder nobody's covering this, and the Trump story is all over the place. Mm. Let's look over here, not over there. <laughs> a little sleight of hand magic <laughs> trick, right? Um, look, I yeah. think it's, it's pretty obvious that the Dems are willing to take money from anyone. I mean, look at all the, the SBF funds that, that went their way. DiCaprio. Oh, okay. We just wanted to play that because, again, you know, they were talking about Trump had uh, 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 secret documents in his home. But, oh, I be God, dog, Biden, they found some in his house. And then they find some in old Pitt, Penn's house, too. But, oh, shh, you yep. know, be quiet, y'all. Don't talk about that. Don't say nothing out. Don't say it out loud. I be damn. Barack Obama getting money, funded it through the, the rapper, used to be with the Fugees. I be damned. So you, like I said, that, 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 that Fugees Fuji, Fuji loved uh, Obama. It yeah, wasn't that Obama had nothing to do with it. And see, again, this is what are we trying to tell people, brothers and sisters. Whether you like how Trump talked and all this shit, it don't make no difference to me. I don't give a damn how Trump, how Trump was up there, what he was saying, you know, what he was saying. I look at what the man was trying to, what he was actually trying to tell you as the American people what was going on. Number one, Trump hung out with all them goddamn crooks. So he know how, he know what the crooked shit they was capable of doing. And Trump was trying to let you know uh, to the American people what they were up to and what they were doing to Hillary. That's why he said when uh, Epstein got killed, what did he say? The Clintons did that. The Clintons had him killed. Because why? He was going to tell it on their ass. So Trump was trying, he trying to let you American people know the crooked game that these people are playing. But see, y'all always look at, oh, man, I don't like the way he talks. I don't like the way he do that. The hell with how he talks. He's trying to let you know to get what they're trying to do to you and how they're trying to destroy, you know, the American, uh, uh, the government and this economy and all the other shit. Like, like Brother Joe was saying, 
bring you into all this globalist stuff. That's why when he started talking about nationalism, first thing what black people start thinking, they start the Democrats had black people thinking. See, he's talking nationalism. He talk about racism, white supremacy. That's the Klan talk. No, now he was telling you about keeping America first. America first. Not giving shit to China. Not giving stuff to over here, over there. He was talking about America first. But they had your plan to game with nationalism as though he talking some, some secret Klan's uh, 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 language. Damn, that's how they play black people and, again. That's why y'all voted for Joe Biden in record and, numbers. Can we kind of speak about the objective record? Because everybody wants to focus on Trump's personality, and I get Go that. Ahead. That's not unconsequential. We should Take talk this, about right. it. But how about talking a little bit more about this? Almost a 4% GDP growth for the last three years of his presidency. Almost 4%. We had under 2% inflation, under $2 a gallon gas. We had lower personal income taxes. We had a secure border. We had Middle East peace accords with nations that here before had never signed peace agreements with the state of Israel. We had, um, we had no Russian incursion in any new territory while Donald Trump was president. The Russians made a move every single time. We had all of these things that, and to say nothing of the uh, withdrawing us from the abominable Paris Climate Accords, which were business and job killing, uh, the fact that the man um, uh, got us in a tariff and trade deals that would rectify this horrid trade imbalance between China and the United States, this is all a matter of objective record. This is not something you can say, well, this could be that or that. 4% GDP growth is 4% GDP growth. 2% inflation, under 2% inflation, is under 2% inflation. A dollar and 80 cents a gallon gasoline is a dollar and 80 cents gasoline. There's no way to budget. But Donald Trump had all of this while he was president. And it's like it doesn't even matter. What have we got now under this fool and this Harvard administration? Everything is reversed. Everything. Right. And you we're know, also on the verge. Wait a minute. Here's one more thing that y'all better start paying attention to. The United States right now, the, I mean, the United States dollar is about to no longer be the world's reserve currency. The BRICS nations, that's Brazil, that's Russia, India, China, and South America, which collectively make up the biggest economy in the world, are about to come up with their own currency because, one, they see the formerly relatively stable United States dollar as being out of control inflation-wise. And number two, people like these stupid idiots, these utterly incompetent fools in this administration use sanctions as punishment against people who don't do the kind of things that they see as in their interest that they want to punish and employ the sanctions against. So they say, we're not going to have that anymore. We're going to make our own currency. And you better believe, when they institute their own currency, then the United States is no longer the world's reserve currency. All of those dollars are coming back to the United States. Guess what? You think inflation is bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet. I stand to living. Whatever it is now is going to drop precipitously. And you better start paying attention to this. Yes, sir. It's, a, it's part of the plan. The whole plan is to go away from having currency and to have everything digitalized. 
and withdraw your money That's and have true. a chip in your hand and and to get your money and everybody knows how well, much, you I know. I guarantee the Russians are not going to be as vulnerable to it as we are. You know why? Because they actually, like the United States once upon a time, was the kind of country that would sell commodities, things people wanted to buy, things like refrigerators and automobiles and gas stoves and cars and television sets and radios. That's what Russian economy is based on. It's not on managers and swap derivative payments. It's based on actual things that people wish to buy. That's why our sanctions didn't hurt the Russians hardly at all when they invaded Ukraine. Because they actually sell and make things. That's what their economy is based on. That's not what I'm based on. It's based on how people move around ones and O's and digits in some computerized bank account somewhere. And the overall and reason Brandon, is because this of Brandon in the White House, this hollow man with no soul, this man is being manipulated by all those people around him from the Obama administration, like Valerie Jarrett mm-hmm. and Susan Wright and Rahm Emanuel and all the rest of them. This guy who just manipulated him, moving around, he doesn't got no soul. He's got no real belief system. All he's worried about is whether or not they'll allow him to continue his corrupt grip. As long as they let him the continue his corrupt grip, he doesn't care what the- he Logical viewpoint that he has to espouse. He'll say anything say, they put in front of him. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, hey, sorry. You can say anything you want. In the Constitution, it says no man is above the law. So, yeah, even Trump got to face what he did. So, yeah, you you know, you yeah. seem well, real you get, upset. You see when to... he has to do what he did in Ukraine with that prosecutor who's looking into his son. And when we got to do with well, all the Chinese forgivable right. loans of $5 million that his family got, and the 150 suspicious activity reports that the Treasury Department reported were going to bank accounts controlled by his son, by Joe Biden, and his business associates. Get back to me when Joe Biden is held responsible for all of these things. That's right. I don't think it's yeah. going to happen as long as rats are in charge of the Department of Justice. And even though, right, even though his right. crimes have been uh, in the mainstream media, especially Hunter's, it's been confirmed now that what's on Hunter's laptop and the um, and the allegations that the Hunt that the Biden family were receiving uh, monies from China did actually go to the Biden family, even though it's in the mainstream media, nothing's being done about it. So the whole thing is is that there's corruption all Look, around we, the place. We, yeah, that's we right. Corrupt they all corrupt. Yeah, but an administrative keeping crime, oh, Lord, and Katie bar the door. Let's just call out the fire department. An administrative bookkeeping crime, for God's sake. Hey, we got to do something about that right away. Because, you know, when you go down the street late at night, you're looking over your shoulder, looking for some accountant ready to knock you over the head and give you a ledger. Greed is running everything. People being so greedy, these corporations, these corporations, and and the capitalism that's happening is causing all of these problems. I mean, the rent—they make it impossible for you to live. If you're going to leave the corporations with the politicians, yes. If you're going to say that the uh, the rich have made have become rich because they stole from the poor, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Because well, I'm not going to disagree because look at how many billions and billions of dollars they have and don't share with the people back. I mean, they got enough billions of dollars to fix everything. Okay, Mark Zuckerberg got 121 billion dollars. Elon Musk got 130 billion dollars. All right, if they got enough money to fix everything. 
my man, if you if, if them dudes took twenty million, twenty billion dollars a piece and, and and did something for homeless people and fixed everything across the country when and give everything everybody is, a clean slate and a new start when, and a new a new beginning to America to fix everything, they got enough money to fix everything and they hoarding the cash and, and don't have a heart in their chest to care about fun. nobody. Look how Super high they got the rents. Most of the Look how high the rents have been. They done put people out on the street in California, people homeless all up and down California because they can't afford to how live. Many people, how many people hey, do right, you but, employ? When you uh, say if they're hoarding the, the money, where do people get money? Hold on, hey, hey, Sarge, let Joe talk. Sarge, let Joe talk. Yeah, because his mic is living in Jordan now. When they play employees, tens to hundreds of thousands of people, just I think Amazon alone, employs over 100,000 people. Back no, move day, your hand from the mic, say, man. Come on. I can't hardly hear you. I'm not, I'm not, you're kind of muffled. Kind of muffled. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise the volume again, okay? It's not the mic. So no, just on. talk louder and speak right into the okay, phone. Move we... your hand from the mic. Yeah, I am. You I like am. to rest your, your finger right on the, underneath that mic. No, it's not. Okay? I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's not. All right, go ahead, Joe. How's this? Okay. Make your point. So when you're employing when you're employing a hundred thousand people, that to me is um, is is a hell of a lot better for the economy and for the uh, and for America in general than what the government's been doing, especially in the last hundred years. Okay, so when you're employed, you've got money coming in, you're paying for your family, and you have the choices to uh, to choose which which neighborhoods, schools, et cetera, that you want to live into because you've got money coming in. That's due to a rich person who's who's um who got the companies up and running, all right? Tell me what the government has done for the American people. Tell me. Crickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you just. Uh, let me ask you a question. How do people, where do banks get the money to loan to people who want to start up business, small businesses, who want to get college scholarships and student loans and all of that? They get it from depositors, deposit money in the bank. And also, the Federal Reserve prints money for the banks, based upon what they say they're going to need to cover their assets in a particular day or whatever. It's a weird system, but the short and long of it is is that the banks are in the business to provide money to others so they can make a, a, a buck on it through interest and also supposedly to invest in money that's good for the uh, people who invest money in the bank. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm trying to understand how it is that you know, um, uh, poor people somehow are being stolen from. I mean, you now you might say, yeah, they're not sharing the money that they got with them. How are you stealing money from somebody that doesn't have any? That's right. There's people laying all out in the street over here. All right? They laying oh, in they tents and on the sidewalk. Look, they, they can go down there and, and they, can, they can build a, a – uh, 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 they can build a whole town of what you call those sheds with a window in it and let people live in there and, and, and have a clean little place to live and sleep instead of living all on the street. Those are people with billions of dollars. If I had billions, I could, make, I could put together thousands of sheds that somebody can go lay down and live in. They living on the street. Okay, you got Joe billions of dollars. You're not doing nothing for nobody. into the country since he's been president. Now we I ain't worried about you. Got to look, look, people, people got to live. That's what's wrong with the world, policies, Joe. 
he is allowing to come into the United States. Do we have any money left over for our own homeless people? No, we I got plenty enough money. You keep sending all the money to Ukraine. You got all the money you need. You just ain't put it in the right places. Okay, that's why my gas is so high. That's why my gas is so high. You're right. You're paying for the war. The longer Joe Biden stays in office, the less likely that is to be. Nothing. Nothing. Not right. Biden so, he, so you're making my point. You're saying all of this can be done to build up um, shanty shed houses. Well, well, how, how come they haven't done it? Do you know the American uh, the American government is paying people to be homeless? They are paying right. some homeless nobody, people. I don't know about that, uh, Joe. Well, yes, they people are, laying out here on the street. They living on the street. California. Okay. And they ain't got no address to get a check to come to their house or something. You got to have an address to get no, something uh, mailed to you. Some of them are being paid $200 a month to remain homeless. You can look yeah. at $200 Google. ain't going right. to do nothing for you. Okay? But you can't do nothing I, these I, days. Just, with I was just at the homeless shelter this weekend. There was people who were in a homeless shelter that get checks. They, they, they do. Right. California were paying people, putting people in hotels and stuff, and it were homeless. Man, so that, no, nah, that's not true. And just one, one, one quick thing about you mentioned like Zuckerberg them, because they got millions of dollars and they ought to be like giving their money away. And I, and I, and I'm just thinking about this as you're saying this. We look at the people who's making money, and even like uh, Amazon. I forget the guy whose name Amazon. Okay, just because they making billions, you think about it though. They have family, and they still have to. Uh, leave money for their families even when they're passed on. They want something for their families to still have money. Just because you make money don't mean you're supposed to just give it all away. Yes, you can help people along the way. Number one, they're giving people, they're creating job opportunities, like Zuckerberg, right? He created the industry of Facebook and other stuff. But he's actually been losing because he's been trying to expand it and, and create meta. You know, I'd be on those Oculus glasses in the, uh, uh, the VR world. But he's been losing billions of dollars. And by him losing those billions of dollars trying to invest in that, what he's been doing lately, he's been laying off people. He's been having to let people go from his jobs. So imagine, so if you're giving away, you're trying to expand your business with, so that we, you can employ other people. But at the same time, you want to give all your money because you said homeless people, I understand. That we, we, need, we, 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 empath- we uh, sympathize with that. But just because I have a business don't mean I got to give all of my damn money away. I still got family. You know, if I, I, if I have my son, I want to leave my son. And this is what's wrong with the black community. When we, we die, we don't leave shit to nobody. We don't have nothing to leave to them. So we talk about slavery, and I, and I, and I got to throw this in there. We talk about slavery and people still living off the money from slavery because they put back. They didn't just give their goddamn money away. So in the black community, we just think because we get some money, this was wrong now. We go get out, we get some money, we go buy some damn Jordans, we go buy all these goddamn diamond rings and all these goddamn jewelry. And then when you die, you don't have nothing to leave your children. So just because I have a company and I'm making billions, I need to leave something for my, my generation that's coming behind me so my son can have some money, so his, son, his children can have some money. They can pass on that money. They ain't got to go out here and slave on nobody else's job. So just because I make money don't mean I got to ever... give this shit away. Yes, I can contribute to uh, uh, charities, but I'm just not going to give it away just because I make billions. You don't know I can create job right, opportunities the... to give people jobs to help them, and then they can do you know whatever they can do if they invest. 
that's fine. But just because a person had money, brother, see, that's what Sarge was saying earlier. These Marxists and the socialists think they're supposed to just, you could just take everybody's shit just because they make money. No. And they, some people straight from saying. the bottom to become billionaires. So we're supposed to penalize them because they went from the bottom, they invested $2, and probably, man, came out to be a billionaire. Now we're supposed to penalize them because they became a millionaire off a dollar? That's not right, Here's bro. Here's the deal. I, uh, you know, I, if you ever had a uh, original black thought, right, and you thought only in that is. way, and you didn't, I don't know what original okay, black and you didn't, is. you didn't, you didn't think, you didn't think with a with a with a European way of thinking or looking at things in a sense. So you you had a, a an Afrocentric way of seeing things in a way. So you were like Mansa Musa, right? And so you were traveling all throughout Africa, and you're the richest man in the world, right? And you just see people all on the side, everywhere, you know, in every town you come to, you're just giving away plenty of gold to everybody who's in your eye contact. You're just giving gold to everybody. And that takes them out of their poverty. Now they're able to survive and live comfortably in the even now have a better way of uh, what you call it, like being able to, Buy things and trade things now because they're on the they're on board now. Now everybody's cool now. Everybody's good. Everybody that saw Mansa Musa come by or everywhere that Mansa Musa went, things were better and they made the economy better wherever he went because he gave away all of his riches. Not all of them, but he was the richest man in the world. So he was able to give away so much money and charity to people that it offset the economy and it made things so flattened out to where no one was killing each other and robbing each other or anything. Everybody had something. Everybody was good. So that's all I'm saying. Fix everything, make everybody with a clean slate, and they'll be able to participate more into the economy because now they're contributing, they got money to spend, and they're feeling better about themselves. They're getting their life back together because it's going to take some time. They've been out of, you know, out of the city. They've been been down for a while. It takes time to get up. You give them, a, you know, a good situation, and then and then they get themselves back to living and back to life and back to love and back to care. And and, and that's all I'm saying here. God damn it, a black thought. But, who, but whose job is it, though, thinking. brother? But whose job is it? Because you're not saying you're not putting it. It's somebody who, the... who rich with a heart. But see, but you, you, you're not, it's the government job to be able to manage the economy and all of this. So you're putting this on independent uh, business owners and saying this is what they're supposed to do. So you'll make a person like scared to even try to uh, start a business and uh, especially become a successful business because damn, if I become successful, they're going to target me. I'm scared to be successful and make millions because they're going to target the shit out of me. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. You may not think that's what you're saying, but that is what you're saying because once a rich man becomes, according to the socialists, okay, according to the market. Uh-oh. Joe? Joe, you you dropped off, Joe. You muted yourself, Joe. Unmute yourself or call back. Because he's still online. Oh, well, he muted himself. He yeah, don't know how to unmute Sarge? himself. Sarge still here? He muted, too. Damn, everybody on, though. Okay. What happened? Maybe something happened. The Democrats got him. <laughs> if you always got to throw them in. Because like. 
Yeah. Because I man, because they they the fuck ups. We, I mean, it's, brother, it's, it's obvious, bro. I, you, I'm, I'm completely gonna throw. I'm completely gonna throw them in there, brother. Everywhere we looking, I'm. I look at this shit. I research and study every day. I live in a democratic city. So I don't have to look. I don't have to look to Chicago. I don't have to look to California. I don't have to look nowhere. I live here in a city that's predominantly ran by Democrats, and I see the, the fuck ups. I see the same thing, and this is why again, uh, all of the we having a high crime rate. Everything they're saying, everywhere you see in these cities with a high crime rate, again, who are running this city? I, that's an article I need to pull up. Then I don't know what happened to Joe then because both of them, both of their lines are still open. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's, it's some crazy stuff going on tonight with this audio. Um, mm-hmm. Mics are still open. Uh, what, is, what is this damn thing here? Okay. There was an article by um, by the Daily Signal. Sig- oh, what's, what's the name of it? Let me get to pull it up. The Daily, Daily uh, Signal.com. Now, this was from November the 4th of 2022. It was saying 27 out of 30. Uh, it's a 27 of top 30 crime-ridden cities ran by Democrats. Just look the stats up, y'all. Don't y'all don't go by this. It, just what it's saying. The new report showed Democratic policies in cities and countries uh, are responsible for the rising crime rates in their otherwise red states. The Heritage Foundation today released a 19-page report titled The Blue City Murder Problem. I live in one of them blue states. I see it. And then going back to something else, and um, you were kind of talking about earlier, bro. Now, even with the police, now, even with the police, brother, with all this shit going on in this city right now, I am, I don't want, I don't know if it's a used word. I'm trying to find a proper word. I don't want to say terrified, fearful, but uh, I guess if anything ever happened, I'm more concerned about if, if, if looking at, some some young brothers or some brother I ain't gonna say young some brothers pulling up beside me, four guys because that's what's been riding around always a carload of dudes pulling up beside me and maybe carjacking me or just jump out style shooting me and shit. Then then the police pulling up beside me and snatching me out beating my ass. That's how this city is right now. That's how people are right now in this city. They're not worried about the police doing the Tyree Nichols on them. They worried about these young guys running around here jumping out carjacking them doing all these goddamn shooting there was a shooting by i think about a week ago last week at one at, at your, uh, a club that your guy bought for his mother five guys were, were shot up there i think three or two or three died up there so bro this is what we're having in our community not just police killing it's like we were saying bro in this city right now they got you know they had the tyree nichols that we heard about the tyree nichols i ain't heard nothing else about police killings in this city other than just that situation. Everything now has been about the, the, the murder rate or so-called black-on-black crime where we doing shit to each other in a, Democrat, in a democratic city. They ain't giving a fuck. They ain't saying nothing. You know, they, and even what they were talking about reparation earlier, you know, they had somebody on the city council here was talking about reparations, but not just giving you money like they're talking about in California. The reparation, y'all, that they was talking about giving you is if you need housing, public assistance, if you, that's what they talking about. They ain't just talking about giving you nothing just because you're black. They talking about in a form of assistance and uh, are probably sending you to school or some stuff like that. Man, I'm telling you, these Democratic, this is what's the problem and continue to be the problem. Again, even when they got in Chicago, you talking about just Chicago. Oh, you mentioned, so I'm glad I, I can get to this right now. 
You mentioned something they glad to see this because the Laura Lightfoot she brought a black. I mean, she brought her her, her her lesbian wife on stage. Now here's something, brother. Don't fall for the fucking illusion. Don't fall for the fucking illusion. Because here's why I say that. Because you say he's a family man. He got a wife, and I don't know if he got children or not. But then we see that same same thing with Barack Obama. We fall in love with the illusion. Barack Obama gave us like the, the ooh, we, man, we thought we had the American black family. I don't know. I ain't going to say American. We had, we had the perfect black family. Ain't that sweet? We got a black man as the president. He got a black woman under his elbow, like Carla said, under his elbow. He got two beautiful black daughters. Oh, look at that, man. That's beautiful, man. A black man with a black woman with two black children in the White House. Oh, man, that's something else, y'all. We don't overcame. But what did Obama, what was Obama's thing that he did? What was his number one accomplishment? I know somebody don't say, uh, uh, God damn it, uh, 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 what was that, health care? No, hell no. That's not his greatest accomplishment because People Magazine had it on the goddamn front cover, the first gay black president. Uh, they had it on the goddamn thing. His accomplishment is, and you ask LGBT was his greatest accomplishment. They're going to tell you passing same-sex marriage in America. But he was a goddamn, but he had a wife now. Now, that's supposed to be a real woman, not a trans woman now. I'm just saying, that's what they say now. That's supposed to be a real woman. But this is, that's, that's his legacy was his greatest accomplishment. If you, if you want to argue with me, don't argue with me. Ask LGBT. They ain't going to say nothing about no goddamn health care. So that whole goddamn illusion because dude got a wife and some children don't mean a goddamn thing. But his whole policy, he talked about the whole police and his budget and all that shit. Bruh, these people, man, they under the same playbook. This is why we got to stop again. And this is why I really, really not start looking. I'm glad I had this, this damn great awakening with myself and stop looking at all this because you black, you black, you in this goddamn avatar with a dark skin. Listen, you, that's why I said when you said a black man, I don't know what a fucking black man is. I, I know a great idea. I don't know a black idea, white idea. I know a great idea. I don't know a black thought. I don't know a white thought. I know a great thought, a bad thought. See, we getting caught up in this, and black folks, man, have, and see, this is the problem. This is why we keep letting black folks off the fucking hook, but when they are instrumental in a lot of our own goddamn downfall, they are. We, black people have been instrumental in a lot of this shit too, bro, but we you know what? But we don't want to point the finger at them, because you can't say nothing to hey, them because we're black. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead. Oh, yeah. But see, this is what Sarge was kind of saying earlier. This is why they will put Alvin, people calling him Fat Alvin now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But Alvin, they will put him in that place because they didn't want that. And because, and, and, you know, they're going to put him in that place to go out to Trump. Because, you know, you can't holler, you know, any, I don't know. You can't say racism because they were too they were white and black. But can't know how to ridicule him. Because they're going to play the because if Trump go out to him and say anything, see, then they're going to say Trump playing the race card. He don't like him because he's black. So they're going to put him in the place to do the dirty work. Why, why after all this time, did nobody else do this? They had all this evidence. Why didn't nobody else go out to Trump and indict him? All the goddamn evidence they supposed to have been having a long time ago. Why didn't they do it? There's a lot of people better pay attention to it. It's still coming. It's still coming. Black this people, is, this is the, you, 
But look uh, at even the homosexual. is a convicted that, perjurer who has said contrary things in public about Stormy Daniels, who paid the money. He said he took out a home equity loan of line of credit to pay the, uh, the, the so-called hush money out of his own money. Stormy Daniels wrote a public letter, signed it, and said she never had sexual relations with Trump. So when was she lying? Was she lying then or is she lying now? Mm. Is she lying now because she's going to get a deal from Alvin Bragg or from whoever is behind the scenes pulling her? I mean, you're going to believe when someone gives next bills their almost their entire case and their star witness is a convicted perjurer with no independent corroboration. Man, that case stinks to high heaven. Hey, Aria, I got something um, that I pulled up about. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, what, was it? what is this about here? Uh, you were talking about how uh, liberal-run states uh, have a higher crime rate than no, I said uh, liberal-run cities do. Democrat-run cities. It doesn't matter whether they're red states or blue states. If a city is run by Democrats, it is among the highest crime entities in the nation. Mm-hmm. Well, here's like a Little study Rock that just is in came Arkansas, out. which is a red state, and Little Rock, Arkansas, has one of the highest mm-hmm. crime rates in the nation, but the mayor is a Democrat. Yeah, yeah, he he was kind of mentioning me, Sarge, because I think you you would I don't know your phone might have went out, and I was reading some about that. Like I said, uh, I'm gonna yeah, go ahead, just, yeah. but it was saying 27, uh, 27 of of 30, uh, the 27 top 30 crime ridden cities ran by Democrats. It was an article by uh, the Daily Signal, and, and we're going to believe and I have a new one. There's no other conclusion you can draw if you believe math is real. You know numbers. They no say there's it. a. They say there's a new study from the center-left third way that shows that states won by Trump in 2020, the election, have higher murder rates than those carried by Joe Biden. No, they the have because murder of rate cities run by Democrats. The cities. This is the highest, the this cities is the highest murder rate. The cities homicide rate up. Do you realize that out of, 50, out of 33, 33, more than 3,300 counties in the United States, over half of them don't even report one homicide a year, and out of the one, out of the rest of them, it's like three or less. Okay, let me let me finish reading the report. Okay, hold on, hold on. What did, what did, what did right. report? One more time, just what did report come from? What you say? What you say? All did right. that report? Okay. You started out by saying somebody. I was about to right. Uh, this is a Yahoo News report, actually. Now, you said something about the liberal something, I thought you said, when you first started oh, okay. reading it. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe the states were won by Trump had higher homicide rates or something like that. No, but it, 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 before that, he said something about liberal something. I thought he said something. I might be wrong. That's oh, I, I was, to go back. I'll tell you, the, the, Georgia, the, crime, the Georgia homicide rate is skewed so high because of Atlanta, again. Run by Democrats. Yeah, because you had Illinois read it, the same way. It was, out of, it was out of reports you read. So because of Chicago and Cook County, it's skewed so high. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, I was I was you know piggybacking off of what I did read. Um, it says a new study from the center left think tank Third Way shows that states won by Trump in 2020 election have higher murder rates than those carried by Joe Biden. The highest murder rates in the study found are often 
in conservative rural states. The study found that the murder rates in the 25 states Trump carried in 2020 are 40% higher overall than in the states Biden won. The report used 2020 data because 2021 data is not yet fully available. The five states with the highest per capita murder rate, Mississippi, Louisiana, Kentucky, Alabama, and Missouri, all lean Republican and voted for Trump. There are some examples of the states Biden won in 2020 that also have high per capita murder rates, including New Mexico and Georgia, which have the 17th and 8th, uh, oh, 7th and 8th highest murder rates, respectively. And there are Trump-supporting states with low murder rates, such as Idaho and Utah. Broadly speaking, the South and to a lesser extent, the Midwest has more murders per capita than the Northeast, Interior, West, and West Coast, the study found. Those findings are consistent with a pattern that has existed for decades in which the South has had higher rates of violent crime than the nation as a whole. Okay? But you said so one key element. I can That's continue. You, you, you didn't say liberal. You said left think tank right there red flag you said <laughs> left think tank that tells you right there to buy it i ain't gonna say the buy that's because it's coming from their perspective so you know if, if if somebody else is saying it it's the democratic cities what the left gonna say no it's the republicans well, what about the right because i'm looking at right they got the way right here hillary saying it the reason i like the study done by the crime prevention research center is because yes, not every jurisdiction reports homicides to the uniform crime reporting agency that the federal that the fbi runs not every jurisdiction is, is does it because there's no law that requires them to or there is no constitutional way to make them to even if they wanted to so you have to go to each and every county and ask the officials there what murders occurred in there year by year. And that's what John Lott did. He went to every single county in the United States and asked them for their information. So that would include everybody, whether they report to the FBI or not. So it's a much more accurate picture. And here's what he found. He found that he, he, last year he did was 2021. And here's what they did. They divided the counties into three different groups based on the amount of murders recorded. A majority of counties that experience no murders at all. A smaller group of counties that see low murder rates. And a tiny, tiny set of counties where murders are very common. 52% of counties with no reported murders covered about 20% of the population. 68% of counties did not exceed one murder in 2020 which account for 2.6 of all murders in 2020. Most murders took place in the worst 5% of counties that year, while the worst 1%, only 31 counties, recorded 42% of the murders in 2020. That is where 21% of the entire United States population lives. So the worst 2% of counties, 62 of them, contain 31% of the population and account for 73% of the murders. But even within those counties, the murders are heavily concentrated in small areas, and I will name them. 
Cook County, home of Chicago, 40% of the state's population, had the most amount of recorded murders of any location in 2020 with 775. Cook County was followed by Los Angeles County, 691. Harris County, 537. Philadelphia County, 495. New York's five counties, 465. Wayne County, Michigan, 379. Shelby County, Tennessee, 311. Maricopa County, you know, Arizona. You know, Maricopa Sarge, is hey, the Sarge, first Republican Sarge. county we come to. Maricopa, not all Sarge. the others are all Democrat. Maricopa County is the first one. Then we got Baltimore, 291, Dallas County, 281, and Marion County, Indiana, 234. So out of all them counties, two of them are Republicans. All the rest of them are rats. Sarge, you know, you can draw any kind of conclusion, but because no, of what happened numbers. with – I don't just draw conclusions. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah but these numbers – you know, people can twist numbers or make up any kind of stat it's they want. And people do it all the time. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's the whole thing. Tell me why the whole thing is false. the thing about it is it goes both ways. It goes both ways, Sarge. Sarge, it cuts both ways. Tell me why you think the numbers aren't accurate. No, it's not that. I think it's just that the way that you're skewing it, you're making it look like. No, I'm reporting it. I'm not skewing anything. I can give you a skew. I'll be happy to skew it. If I was to continue to report that I'm reading. It's going to say some things that are slightly different than what you're saying. That doesn't, sure it will. you know, but like support. I said, it's better to go to each county in the United States and ask because, them what murders in. That covers Because you're everything. talking about things that happened up until 2020. We're talking so about what, what happened after in the last two years. 20, they don't have 2023 yet. Because of, because of COVID coming in and the lockdowns, it, all of these things came into play. And all and that of made the, less likely to murder? Nice work no, man. Now. What I'm trying to say is you can throw party lines out the window because it did, it cut cross-party party lines line. for I pandemic. I numbers reported by counties. That's yeah, but you're talking line. about – still talking about – If you want to say they're not reporting, actually give me the reason why you think so. No, you can have the actual facts, but it doesn't make – it, it doesn't really uh, – you, you're missing my point. What I'm trying to say about what you're saying – is that this other uh, team of experts who came up with what they have seen, they say that it doesn't matter what side that you look at in the cities across the country, it affects all the cities. The violence has, has broken out across the country. No matter what city, was a red state or a blue state, the crime is off the hook across the country. So you can throw those stats out the window as far as who's, I don't who's responsible, what party's yeah. responsible. Nobody's going to – you can't put a blame on a party for who's responsible. I, I do not believe we okay. have a nationwide problem with homicide. I think it's concentrated in a very few specific areas, and it's really bad can, there. You, and they try to magnify can, it into a nationwide problem that does not exist. They just said that there's more crime being committed and, and killings being committed out in the Midwest than it is in the Northeast. You see what I'm saying? Louisiana and Mississippi and these places, Alabama and, and, and uh, Tennessee, so, all these places, it's a whole Louis, lot of murder Louis, going in New on. New Orleans, it's not everywhere in, in, in Louisiana. It's the city of New Orleans run by a Democrat. Okay. Okay, but you got high crime rates everywhere, and these some of these states are red states that these places are in. 
Well, you see what I'm you saying? Know, I'm so, specifically focusing on homicide. Homicide, which I think I am too. And I am too. But you I'm don't have any, to. I mean, get, you go carjackers, you go to Washington, D.C., it's off the chain. Like 156% in the last year is increased. All right. But we can go right, on, on with the same thing here. Crime. But the reason I go with homicide is because homicide is the most reliably reported because you almost always have a dead body. And it's kind of hard to overlook a dead body. That's why it's so reliably reported. Okay, I got you. And it's a report made on every dead body the police come in contact with. All right, so, so this I mean, is I think like... it's a reliable indicator of where the crime is. And if you look at where the crime is, you look at the distribution uh, in relative areas, you will see it is largely concentrated in the southwest of the United States, in the state of California, in the state of Florida, where Democrats run things. Where the Democrats are in My charge report of the here says that, that have to enforce the murder problem, and in, in, murder in rate. some areas of Texas, and in New York, and on the eastern seaboard of the United States, you go through flyover country; it's almost non-existent. Listen, man. Let me let me finish this little report because I'm gonna sort of bring you up because everybody can bring some daggone stats and everything. Okay. So, yeah, it might sound a little different to you, but here's what they say this is the truth. Murder rates in the U.S. rose dramatically in 2020 from record lows, and the increases are similar across the states, regardless of partisan preference. For homicides in 2020, third way found a 32% uptick in Trump-backing states versus a 30% rise in those voted for Biden. Some states with large cities such as New York and Pennsylvania saw larger than average increases. New York went up 47%, Pennsylvania is up 39%, but the largest increase was in rural Republican-led states, including Montana, 84% jump, and South Dakota with an 81% jump. The highest national murder rate is the national uh, is naturally causing a public concern. Although violent crime does remain far below its 1990s high points, Using FBI data, the violent crime rate fell 49% between 1990 and 2019 from 757 incidents per 100,000 people to 379 per 100,000, the Pew Research Center noted last November. Between 2019 and 2020, the murder rate jumped from six homicides per one. 100,000 people to 7.8 homicides per 100,000 people, but it was still 22% below the rate in 1991 of 10 homicides per 100,000 people. So, yeah, anybody can bring, you know, stuff, and and, and it's still good information, right? Right? It's still good information? But here's what we can do. Okay, even though they say, you know. about Montana, for instance, it's very true. Montana had 33 murders in 2021 in the whole state. And in 2020, no, in 2020, they had 51 murders, okay? They had 51 murders, manslaughters in 2020 in the entire state, 51. They had, in 2021, they had 33. So their homicide rate actually dropped by almost 50%. So, yeah, you can say, okay, if you have a a county that has one murder a year and then they have two murders, well, their homicide rate is jumped 200, 300%. Let me tell you something, sorry. 
picture of what where the homicides occur and where they're actually concentrated. Sars, we went from 340 murders in Philly in 2019 to 2020 come around. We had 540 murders. Then we had 560 murders. Then last year we had another 500 murders, 560-something murders in Philly. So it was way up, up over here, way up. We had no 500 no damn murders in a long time, since 1990. Now we got 500 for three years in a row. 1,500 people dead. 1,500 people dead. Yeah, I, I ain't putting no, I ain't putting no, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's an American problem. Yeah, it ain't no goddamn no political thing. It it's an American problem. No. Brother Justin. It's American culture. America love violence. No. They love their violent movies. No, they love their violent video games. No. It's no, a violent just, culture. Just, I'm going to disagree, but I'm going to tell you, because here's what we look at. See, you, you say you don't want to put politics in it. Politics, just like I keep telling y'all, brothers, politics plays a, 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 a major role in everything, whether you like it or not, because here's why. Politics and politics and, and things dictate your life. It's everything about your life, because because even to say that I'm a Republican or not, it's not even Republican. We say I'm a conservative, which they would label you a, a, probably a Republican or a liberal. It's all about a mindset. And a way of life, how you live, because even when you're looking at these liberals, it's all about a mindset and how they think about things and how they view things, which is going to turn into politics and how they vote and, and, and they, how they put laws into place is about a lifestyle. Look at look at look who's pushing all this LGBT shit going on out here. Huh? Just be honest, y'all. It's, it's coming from the Democratic side. I'm going to say the Democratic side. It is about a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's not that a lifestyle. Is being a homosexual and the drag shit, is that not a lifestyle? Being a transgender, is that not a lifestyle? And politics is behind you gotta it. Ask, so politics is behind you ask it. George Santos. Like it not, Let's ask George Santos first. Ask and what him. is he? What is George Soros? A fucking, excuse my friend, let me slow down. He's a liberal. So he's a Democrat. Again, so politics goes into it, brother. Whether we like and the reason we don't, George, and the reason we don't want to throw politics into it because again, we sometimes we favor that team. We favor that team. With the Chicago Bulls, LA Rams or whoever it is, that's why we don't want to put that on now. It ain't that is not what the problem is. Just the hell it is. Look where it's coming from. Look up, look I, up I live George in a democratic Santos. city. He's a Republican. I live in a democratic city, and I can tell you the mindset. All this shit that George Santos. He's a Democrat, brother. He's a liberal. You look him no, up. No, no, he's not. No, he ain't. George he's Soros with the Republicans. Is, George Soros is not. Yeah, Santos. A, Santos. I ain't talking about, George you're Santos. Talking about Ron DeSantis. And, and Florida. No, I'm talking about George Santos from New York, the, the new uh, senator dude. I thought, I thought you were talking about. Uh, uh, I thought you were talking about the one to be pushing all this other shit. But no, no not mean, him. I'm talking okay. about the dude that's a Republican. He used to be a crossdresser. He used to be a drag queen and all that. He a it Republican. Might be. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying. No, I'm. I'm not. Don't take me wrong now. I'm not saying that they're probably not no. Because here they said, uh, 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 what's his name? Dick Cheney's daughter was a homosexual. But here's something though. Did y'all see Bush and Cheney them pushing the homosexual agenda? When even nope. though they said 
Now they say that I don't know. I don't know his daughter for real, y'all. But I'm just hearing what I heard. But we did not see them push a homosexual agenda. But who we nope. seeing pushing nope. this shit? Uh, uh, Joe. I mean Donald Trump. I mean that was the damn fool name. Uh, Obama. And then Obama. not Obama. When Obama got it out of there, what what did Joe Biden say? My first 100 days in office, I'm gonna make sure I try to push the Equality Act. That was dealing with what? Homosexuality, the LGBT community. So we see it. Come on, brother. We can't play no games with this shit. We see what's coming. But Joe from. Biden is the one who jumped that out. See, just say Obama didn't want to do that, but Joe Biden got out in front of him but when Joe Biden it, was the vice president, it, and bro, he said that. We got to be that honest about this shit because, like I said again, because then, it's our favorite team, bro, we can't look. Don't don't try to Obama cover couldn't walk it back because Joe Biden started that mess. Obama couldn't walk it back at that point. Well, he got he well he spoke out he spoke for it. But I want to read something right fast. Here goes something. This is from this report again. Uh, what I was talking about earlier. It's it's hard not to understand why the reforms such as ending cash bails, uh, deforming the police, refusing to pro- prosecute entire categories of crime, letting thousands of convicted felons out of prisons early, significant significantly cutting the prison population and other progressive ideas have led to massive spikes in crime, particularly violent crimes, including murder in the community where those on the left have implemented them. See, the left, I agree with that. I mean, you know, that's that, right, because they really being soft on crime now because they, of all but, of this but, being but, so but sensitive. See, that's, that's all what we're saying. So they the fucking problem. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with that. Is? I agree. I mean, but hey, look, hey, what can, you know, look, hey, but we got to just wake them up to, towards the, hey, look, that's remember my crime saying. bill, right? You remember my crime bill, right? The liberals and the progressive are the problem of this country. They are the problem of this fucking country. You can you can might say well the Republicans they some racist mother but you please tell me like again for my black brothers and sisters out there who call themselves black we ask this question still to this very day when y'all were saying Donald Trump was racist is racist is racist I gotta be honest I just gotta throw it out there when you ask this question to anybody from when he was in office to right to this very day tell me please tell me what policy did he make that hurted black people in this country what policy did he put in play that hurt black people as a whole in this country? I didn't hear nothing then, and I'm still waiting to hear some now. Well, it, you still going to hear, well, 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 uh, Elite cricket. Biden is better than him. Well, that ain't what the hell I asked you. Because right, you say he's right. racist. Hell, they did Jim Crow law to hurt black people. So tell me what kind of law right. did Biden put in place, that, I mean, uh, Trump, that was like Jim Crow. Uh, anything to hurt black people. That's what I want to hear, because I'm about a policy. I'm about policies and procedures. I don't want to hear all that damn how, how we, we talk crazy each other. So all that shit that Donald Trump might have been talking crazy, I hear that shit every day at work in, in, in the black community. So that don't mean nothing to me. How you can hurt me with, with a bill and other things that affect me, that's, that's, what, that's what counts. I don't give a damn how you talking reckless and whatnot. Hell, our comedians talk crazy and shit. We, get, we laugh, we pay money and all that shit to go see them talk crazy and make fun of us. We pay them. That's not the point. And see, this is what they get us with. Why the, why the Democrats over here playing like they're your best friend is Malcolm keep, Malcolm was trying to tell y'all way back in the 60s. They playing you and look at what's going on. Look, look at right now. When, when uh, 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 Bill Lee, pick up the Bill Lee, and I'm glad I did vote for him when I, when I was able to vote. The Republican governor, Bill Lee, I'm glad I was able to vote for him. 
when he started talking about all this drag queen stuff in America. And I, I don't, I'm thinking I pull this back up too. This drag queen stuff, they banning all this drag queen stuff in public places. And this is what, and there was, I was to a video and there was a gay, a young uh, a homosexual black man. He was even talking about this stuff. He was even going against this LGBT agenda, saying it's stupid, it's, it's ridiculous. And he's even asking the same question. Why, what, what is so important? What is so important about drag queens want to shake their butt and, and dance in front of young children? What's the importance of that? This is what a homo, even a homosexual man himself, black man, was saying. He said, stupid. What is, what? He said, leave those children alone. So when, when, and now they're trying to sue the governor because he's banning that. When you, and you get, and now any other time, like I said, there's um, exploitation of children, that's child abuse. You got children in front of uh, uh, homosexual men that's parading in front of them. I seen one video, they got a little child up there twerking and they sticking money down this child, child's uh, underwear and stuff like that's, that. That's disgraceful. Is that not pedophilia? Is they, when, all of them were supposed to went to jail, but no, you can't, but no, uh-uh. We ain't going to do that because that's their right because they transgender, right. they gay, they whatever. Yeah, no, we crazy. can't mess with them. But see, when we, we talk about, we looking at what Governor DeSantis, what he's trying to do, uh, DeSantis or whatever his name, in Florida, the governor, well, they're trying to protect your children. When they, like we did the show, we were talking about they trying to stop black history from being taught in Florida. They trying to ban black history. See, they played you again, again, when they're trying to tell you this bullshit, they're trying to ban. No, he was trying to, trying to protect your children because I even have the documents that I read on here before. They was talking about they trying to hide and, 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 and uh, insert queer theory doctrine under the name of black lives or the black history. See, that's what I tell y'all again, brothers and sisters. They playing you with your blackness, but you don't see that because what? You stuck on your goddamn blackness again. The whole game is again. That's why they constantly putting, and y'all look at it, they constantly putting black faces in, in, in leadership roles. But again, I'm going to ask y'all something. How well is that going? They got a black police chief woman here. The first black this, and this is what we getting caught up on again, y'all. The first black this, the first black that. Y'all had the first black uh, uh, a woman. Uh, or whatever the hell, homosexual mayor in Chicago. How did that work out? So now y'all again, y'all will celebrate again. Oh, we got another black man in there. Oh, yeah, whoop-de-doo, we finna throw a big party. Let me ask y'all, just wait a minute. Just wait. Give him another year. See how that's going to work out. See all this shit, what we, we got talking about, we got first black this, first black, uh, uh, what was that down in, uh, uh, the woman down in, damn, uh, Atlanta. Y'all getting played, man, every fucking time. These boule Negroes. Brother Steve Coakley tried to tell y'all about these folks, man. Yo, they do not have your common interest at all. It's only about what they can get. And again, if we talk about slavery, if we want to be honest, who were the ones who was instrumental in helping even the Europeans to put your family on them damn ships and selling your family to the, to the Europeans in the first place? Because we're going to tell it, y'all. We got to tell it all. We can't play no game. Again, we don't want to be honest about it because I'm black. So I'm through with the black game. I'm about righteous game. As, 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 as my Tanakh, as y'all call the Old Testament Bible, try to tell me about dealing with righteously, not colorism. As I learned the principles, even about Ma'at, it wasn't about no colorism and the comedic information and comedic science and, 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 and philosophy. 
It's about right and wrong in life. And even with Trump, oh, shit, I got to use the Trump head. When he said it was both good and bad on both sides, but y'all, oh, God damn it, he talking about the goddamn Klan. See, again, you listen to CNN, them sound bites. I heard somebody say the other night I was in a, in a room. Communist Network News, that's what they call it, the Communist Network News, CNN. Let me tell y'all, let me say y'all something right fast, too. I was in a room on a VR the other night, and and I went in that little room. It was about it was something about Biden versus Trump. And when I went in there, you know, the VR you had a like little characters, and 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 I think when it went in there, it was predominantly uh, um, people of European descent, so called what we call so called white in there. Probably two black avatars. Well, three make myself three. And one guy, uh, everybody else, like a lot of the guys were saying, well, I'm not, I don't like, you know, I'm I really not a Trump fan, but they was a, they were down with and support what he was trying to do for America. That was it. And they made it. And that's what a lot of us are saying. It ain't about Trump. We're not personality worshipers of Trump. We're about what he was standing for, for the people of America and for our rights. For me, I'm a brother who stand and believe in the, uh, and, I, and I have no bones. I ain't scared to see it down the country community. I believe in, in, in the supreme being. I believe in the most high, and I stand on what they call Torah. As a Jew or Israelite, I stand on what we call the Torah or the Tanakh. So in one thing here, we see a lot of people, they don't now today, they, don't, they say they want to basically get rid of the Bible. They ain't saying it straight out, but they want to get rid of the Bible. They want to get rid of God. One thing Trump did, he didn't say, I, I, well, we just want to keep Christianity in America. We want to protect Christianity. He signed the law, a bill or something, I forgot exactly what it was, to protect you of your religious rights in America. Didn't matter what it was, whether you're Buddhist, Hindu, didn't matter what it was, to protect your religious freedom in America. So that was one thing for me. I was like, okay, cool. I respect that. When we see that a lot of us brothers and sisters, like the transgender went in the church and shot up a, shot up the school with those children in a, in a church. I'm not a Christian, but I'm, you know, I'm going to do but still, again, that's not right. It's not right. Transgenders, because I don't know what, what went on. They're not, they, are they going to say that's a hate crime? But I'm, I want to play some. Let me see if I play this. But here's something, again, while y'all are trying to push. And this all of, I'm about is, like I said, right and wrong when they're trying to push stuff. Uh-oh, let's see. It's not playing. Let me see if I reconnect it. Trying to push all this stuff on these children in school. Trying to reconnect this right fast. Push all this shit on these children first? in school. Can I say something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, go ahead. Why just trying to connect right fast? I'm gonna let y'all right, hear so something. Now, if the election was tomorrow between Biden and Trump, and I'm thinking about the world and how much danger it is because Joe Biden don't understand that he need to. He need to learn how to negotiate. So I would actually, I would actually, I would actually throw my vote behind Trump just to save the America, because I believe that he has the ability to talk to Vladimir Putin and to talk to Vladimir Skolinski and to work out a deal between the two of them, how he liked to talk about a deal. He would work out a deal to stop the war and to stop killing and to 
to have a, a agreement to okay, like all right, that's it. You know, we're gonna stop all this and get things back. You know, rebuilt. So I'm saying, like, yeah, I would vote for somebody who know how to bring people together. And just like I was saying about Kim Kim Jong Il, who kept shooting up those test missiles down there in South Korea, and all the presidents that was. Uh, George Bush, he couldn't stop him from doing the test missiles while he was the president for eight years. Obama couldn't stop the man from doing the test missiles, frightening the world and all the people in the region for these missiles that might land anywhere. And he, nobody, Obama couldn't stop him. Then Trump get in there and, and within two years, got that man to stop shooting those missiles up by threatening him and then becoming friends with him to the point where he said that Kim Jong-un wrote him a love letter and he loved him and he cared, you know, something going on, something crazy. They, they had this kind of relationship to where they, it was crazy. But he, he gained his respect by whatever means or however it was to kiss up to him or whatever you want to say, but he got him to stop shooting the missiles off. But what happened? When Joe Biden became the president, about a year later, here he go, start shooting the missiles up. So there's something about Trump that he have negotiating skills. I said that he's the greatest chess player that I've ever seen in the world. He's the greatest chess player even still to this day right now, to this hour. I, I ain't never seen nobody play chess as well. Even though he's been indicted and all that, he's playing chess while he's being indicted. Believe that. He's playing some chess. He's going to make some moves. And then if you end up, Democrats ain't going to turn out like they did the first time for Joe Biden like that. And a lot of people going to do like I'm going to do. I'm not voting for Joe Biden. I'm a, I, I vote for Trump this time. be the first time in the history of me voting for a Republican. But I'll go ahead and throw my vote behind him because he's the only chance we got. And we won't have World War Three, nuclear war, tear up the whole everything. All America be destroyed by Russia and China. Trump the only one can negotiate with China and that little man down there. And Vladimir Putin, all of them together. He the only one can talk to them all and say, "Look, chill out," or whatever they got to do to make a deal for everybody to be cool. So we don't have all this craziness going on. Trump proved that he can do that. He already improved some of this stuff. I'm saying. So if I didn't know, I've I've seen him be the president. I've seen, yeah, he can do a lot of stuff. He act crazy. He, you know, how he got all his kind of flaws and whatnot. But he do move the ball. Every day, it seemed like he was getting something going. It was something moving forward every day that he was the president. Things was moving every day. So he could get something done quickly. Okay? he It don't take all this time. He, get, he made them fools make a daggone vaccine in eight or nine months. He wanted to do a warp speed daggone pill, I mean, a uh, vaccine. And he made them do a warp speed on them, and then they took it over and made people take it. They were paying you to take it, and they're making you take it. If you didn't take it, they threatened you to take, take away your job. 
on a, on an experimental vaccine. And, and, and who so, yeah. and a lot of a lot of the country states who made who who made the people do that? Because Tennessee, again, I'm glad I voted for Governor Bill Lee because he didn't make people do that here in America. He fought against a lot of the stuff that they was doing here in Tennessee. Yeah, but you New York, all those places like that, California, a lot of them places they made people get them damn shots and all that. Made people lost jobs and everything. Cause, oh, you better get it. You better get this. Yeah, <laughs> and see what happened. But again, I can't get. Uh, I don't know if something going on, man, with this internet thing. I can't get that clip. But that's another. Hope, but that's cool. I go in another direction. Again, you mentioned something earlier, and I was watching a video about this, talking about Walmart and all of this going out of business. That was Kroger's. That was a Kroger. Two Kroger stores in the so-called black community that went out of business and left here in two places. The people was kicking, hollering, and screaming. And they even had um, uh, Jesse Jackson came down here. You know, I don't know why, but so-called, I don't know what it's supposed to have been, a protest or something. Uh, man, why y'all leaving? The people ain't going to have nothing to eat. Ain't no stores around here to go eat and all of this stuff that they was complaining about. Uh, but here's something we got to look at. We got to tell our people, and I might get criticized for this, but I really I don't give a damn no more. I like this is like a video I heard a sister say. I'm in my spiritual place, and I newfound spiritual place, man, and and I feel great by myself. <laughs> so I don't give a damn about like the sister. Was it what the sister said? I wish I could play that video, but I can't get the Bluetooth. You talking about my Dr. Moonbeam? You're not talking about nah, my doctor. No, nah, it was another sister. She was talking about Trump. <laughs> she was talking about Trump too. How she she found and now she support Trump. And like he okay. said, now I'm in my spiritual place, and I and, I, and the Most High really allowed me to see things. I don't give a damn about what nobody say about me and how you feel. I'm I, I was straight like that. I'm gonna feel good in my spiritual place. But here's something I'm gonna go right fast. Mm. And when I'm saying this. We got to tell our people to stop all this goddamn stealing and shit they doing. Stealing, mm-hmm. breaking and shit, uh, looting and all this stuff they doing. And then you won't have to worry about nobody taking their stuff out your Oh, home. my God. And the reason I'm saying it because Kroger's, again, this is one of the reasons that the Kroger's have in both of these neighborhoods. I know these areas. High crime rate. The security guard stealing. Hell, employees stealing. People shoplifting, stealing. Now, again, as somebody was saying, as a brother, uh, uh, Sarge was mentioning about, about a video as he was talking about the DA was saying, they, they, I think the DA or somebody, somebody, they got insurance. That's not the point. The insurance rate is going to keep going up. You keep stealing and stealing and stealing. But who wants who want you to keep stealing, you to keep stealing their damn stuff? I'm trying to provide a service for you, but y'all keep taking and stealing and shit. Come on now. And how, and how am I going to uh, keep trying to provide jobs for you when I'm constantly losing money? And like I heard on a the video, they were saying, yes, the insurance company might they might try to replace, but they're not going to replace it at the full value. If I lost a thousand dollars, they probably only going to give me seven hundred, or maybe not even that much. So I'm 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 not going to be able to provide job opportunities for people. Eventually, I'm going to pack up and say, you know what, this ain't even worth it. And I say this because there's a um, uh, a week ago I was trying to go to this store. I didn't know it, it was on the news. The guy was saying it. 
uh, I was trying to find me some shoes for my outfit, and that was they call it city gear. And I went to this city gear, and I seen all the damn glass and stuff on the ground. I'm like, damn, they must just hit him last night. Find out my wife told me, and as she was talking, she said that they hit. There was a black guy on that store. They have hit him at least three times, I think. They hit him uh-huh. before the day I seen it. They hit him. Uh, they hit him that day. That was on a Saturday. I think that was a Saturday, Friday or Saturday I went to this store. They had just hit him the Sunday before. He was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to have to close down. Because sure when they hit him, is. they take everything. So, And it's a yep. black man. We're talking about supporting black business. Hell, you got a black business. You can't keep it. Because these, these so guys are in, 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 in they 20 at a time or whatnot, running into these places, yep. robbing these places. So no one wants to um, bring businesses to this to a community where the crime rate is high. So you complaining about man, they ain't got nothing in our hood. They ain't got like even Chick-fil-A. Ain't no damn Chick-fil-A nowhere around in this area where I live at. Cause you know Chick-fil-A pride themselves on uh, uh customer service quality and all that. They ain't even had none of that mm-hmm. shit. Uh uh what you want? That's all you want? No, none of that shit there. No, you even had you even had all that shit. They ain't shit going on in Chick Fil A. No. Wow. <laughs> no, you ain't having all that. Should up be in like that. So they not having that up in. So you don't even have that. So we complain about certain things not in our communities. That's because I'm not going to invest. Even me, I ain't you no know, way in hell I would invest in a community where they 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 taking and robbing and breaking in and stealing stuff. I wouldn't do it. So, again, so to bring that back to why they said a lot of these Walmarts, like even mentioning Walmart, like 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 a sister said on a video, hell, don't run no goddamn Walmart, do all that closing down like that. And and, and it was a Walmart in, in an area where I live at, well, Whitehaven. They said 20, at least, it was 20 cars. It was 20 cars. It was all over the news. 20 cars and at least 22 people went in Walmart and, man, ramshacked that Walmart wide open. They they wide open now. And they tell day or night. Went in there and just man, just stole whatever they wanted. Batteries, tires, twenty people, like them flash mobs. Now who in the hell wanna continue to keep having their businesses in communities that with and things like this is happening? So again as black people we complain about was how well they not doing this but brothers and sisters, people losing money. People losing money. They have a family too. Then they have people they gotta hire, they gotta employ, and a lot of these the merchandise that they are taking, that has to be paid for. Nobody's giving them them, them products for free. So you have to think about this when a lot of this shit we always complaining about. So I've been in the business, man, and so I understand how business go. So we just we complain about it again, because you've never been in there. You probably never owned your. And I had my own home based business and did all of that stuff too. So we can always say what what a, what a business owner should do, and he ought to be doing this. Get your own business, or get an opportunity where you manage it, and then you see how things work. I was able to make money, get raises because, and give out raises because I was making money. I was making the company money. So anytime I went to the owner and say, "Hey man, this person need this person need a raise. This person need a raise," I was when I was managing. I made sure each and every last one of the people that was working with me got a raise before I got a raise. Once I made sure they got a raise and they were taken care of, because here's something as managers, you got to make a look at. 
the people that you employ, if they're, they're trained well and they're doing their job, they make you look good as a manager. You don't have to say a lot of shit because they're people that would be on automatic. I didn't have to say nothing to a lot of those people. I used to can, can go home and take care of my business. I didn't have no assistant managers. I had people train. I used to, like, man, I, don't want, I told them I don't even want no managers over here. I'm going to run this by myself. I had people in place and let them help me out, assist me, and they got paid. Anytime I ever asked the owner for, hey, man, I need some money for this, I need some money. Hey, no problem. He always gave us a raise. Then when I got everybody else's raise, then I went and asked for myself a raise. But I took care of people who made me look good, and there were some people who I, I gave jobs to. And the crazy part about it, the owner told me one day, because, you know, they had to do background checks, but I was hiring people. I didn't give a goddamn who had backgrounds, too, because I had one. I was hiring them, and the owner told me one day, he like, he said, man, I noticed something. A lot of the people you got over here got felons. I said, yeah. He said, but the thing is, man, I don't have no problem. out. I don't hear no complaints about y'all over here. I said, that's because these people have something to prove. We got all, we got all something to prove. Because first of all, he gave me an opportunity. I said, you know, you gave me an opportunity because a white guy. And, then, and here's the true part, brothers and sisters. It was a white guy who gave me that job. It was a white guy, the one got me on spoke for me. It was another company. I, I came through a temporary service and became a store manager through a temporary service because a white guy gave me an opportunity. He seemed to value in me, and he asked me, he said, you know anything about detailing car? I'm like, nope. He said, good. I can show you everything I want to show you. And that man showed me everything, <laughs> every goddamn thing until I made store manager. So I, I, you know, so I don't play to all that shit, man. It's, 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 <laughs> he helped me provide an opportunity and gave me a career for my family. But another, but another thing though, and, and but so when he tell said that like man, every, all y'all got filled, but I never have any, I never get any complaints about y'all, man. Y'all got a store that's running, man. Y'all, y'all profits are up. He's like, man, hey, all I can tell y'all, keep up the good job. Like I told him, these people have, they got something to prove. They have something to prove because we've been outcast because we got records on because we got a record, but all we need sometimes is an opportunity. That's all we need is opportunity. Man, we just sit down and we have we used to have Bible study, we used to talk about life, we used to talk about everything. You know, son, so I instilled certain things in my and these guys used to come up there with their pants hanging off of them. I had a guy I got on this I got on a woman, man, pull your pants up. You know, me and him got into it. Man, old school, don't nobody wear they got no pants all up there. You know, I had my pants up, shirt tucked in. Man, don't nobody wear all that. So he had chose where I said, Man, you, you pull your pants up or you can go home. He wanna get crazy. I said, I tell you what. You can take your ass home for good. Now, I, I fired him that day. He got, you know, because he got a little rowdy. I fired him that day. But you know what? I let him stay home for about a week. So, hey, come on back. Come on back. And he learned a lesson. You know what? He came back. He had his goddamn shirt tucked in. And he was just like, he was finna go to church. Every day, he might come. He might get ready to walk up on that parking lot. He might have his pants sagging. But when he hit that damn parking lot, boy, I see him. He be straightening them goddamn pants up. I said, that's what I'm talking about, young man. I said, because you got to be, I said, man, I learned from a brother named Allah Elijah Muhammad. He said, we got to be dignified at all times, brother. I said, man, because the reason I was getting on you, I said, man, when you be, you got that back in them cars, brother, you got elders coming up here. Ladies, tell them about I want to see the crack of your behind, brother. You got you to gotta be dignified. You got to be dignified at all times. And, and he learned. Make a and, t-shirt, man. Yes, sir. Make and they appreciate man. And they appreciated the ski and lessons I was giving them, brother. So, yeah, man, you know, they appreciated that. I even, my brother, I had to fire his ass one time. 
He tried to talk crazy. <laughs> Tell me he called me. He called me a sellout one time. I was telling him about getting getting to work on time. And yeah, you can't be coming to work like this here, man. You know, all the time coming in late. That's just ain't fair for everybody else. He got, you know, me and him got into that. I fired him. But I always did. I always brought him right back. I brought everybody back. And he came back. But then when he got into management, he understood. Because like I told him, and I had to be hard. Listen, brother, nobody going to give you nothing in life. Life ain't going to let nobody give you no handouts in life, man. I said, just because I'm your brother and his family members don't don't mean, brother, I'm supposed to just let you do what you want to do. It's not fair for the rest of these people. They got to be here on time. You got to come here on time, too. It ain't fair. And, you know, he didn't like it then, but once he got in the managed position, he's seen it. Now he have his own trucking company. He own his own trucking company. He don't drive and, you know, he he don't work for nobody. He have his own. Now he understand business and he understand how, what it takes to run a business. So, you know, I, but I had to go through this and learn all this shit. I didn't like discipline. But see, this is what I'm saying. We got to tell our brothers and sisters, man, if y'all want something in your community, stop taking stuff that don't belong to you. That's something your mom and dad has told you anyway. Stop taking stuff that don't belong to you. Some of y'all people, y'all taking shit and you ain't even got to. You're not like you hungry or nothing. It ain't like you starving. You stole an apple or something because you starving. You don't have no money. Just something you just need. You ain't acting a damn fool. Just taking clothes and unnecessary stuff. Because your homies, I'm doing it. Your homie them, they get caught. They don't get caught. You going to jail. Your homie them ain't going to, and they're they going to be out there still like the food. They ain't going to send you nothing on your commissary. They ain't going to write you no note, no nothing. Come on now. We got to get it right, brothers in the black community, brothers and sisters. We got to get this thing right. And quit always complaining about this and complain, complaining about that. We got to get ourselves right. That's one thing about Unobliged Muhammad even said it too. You know, um, forgot I was going to say, but it was something about if we don't respect ourselves, how can basically anybody else, how can we respect, if we don't have respect and dignity for ourselves, how can we expect anybody else to do that, have a respect for us, but you don't even respect yourself? You mistreat your woman, call your women B's and H's and all of this type of stuff, calling yourself the N-word. Why Why would you think somebody else was going to respect you when you don't even do it to yourself? If you're killing each other, we're talking about the murder rate. If you're killing each other in the hundreds and two uh, hundreds uh, a year. So when you get across maybe a racist police or he ain't got to be a police. Somebody, what what make you think you like, well, hell, they don't value their damn self. So why should I? Look at the damn news. Look at them. I said, they, they shooting up each other all night, every damn night, 20 a night. So why should I be concerned about killing one of them? It's just another N-word dead. Hell, when they do it, why? how come I can't? I'm not saying it'd be right, but y'all got to think about this, brothers and sisters. You got to think about it. What they say, you get back, you, you get back what you put out. So we got to be better than this. We can't keep reading no damn history books talking about, well, we were the great people. Well, what that? How come we can't be great now? Y'all get mad at Donald Trump when he was talking about make, a, make America great again. Hell, make black folk great again then. That's a hat. That's a shirt, too. Make black folks great again. You always talk about how you great you were. Make black folks great again. Why don't we do this? Thank you. Bring value. That's why I say I'm a conservative. I have no, I, I, I won't say, I, won't, I ain't got nothing to hide. 
Like I said, I might be, hell, got a couple of strikes. I say one thing, I say I'm a black man, and I say I'm a Jew or Israelite, and plus I say I'm a conservative. There's some real strikes against me, ain't it? And I ain't scared to say it because I have values, and all of them, the Torah teach me values. It teaches me a value system, a principle, how to handle and treat people, how to love my brothers and sisters, and how to deal with each other in economics and all of this stuff, financially, all of this. And then even conservative, I believe in the most high. I believe in family. Key things right there. So, you know, as, as we look at it, I'm going to hurry up and, and, and shut up my mouth. But I, as we look at even in America, like we say, what the hell is wrong with this world? Even with the most common thing we we ever known is when it comes to family structure, we know as a man woman, the child, or children, which could be a boy and girl, but we know it was a male, where the male used to be uh, the one with the penis, and a, and a woman used to be the one with the vagina. You know, y'all know, <laughs> yeah, opposite of track, right? It used to be opposite of track. That's the science or whatever, uh-huh. nature. But we knew. But now they talk about this nuclear family. There's an attack on what we know as they label now this nuclear family, there's an attack on that. That's that's all. That's that's they want that to become be uh, want that to be a taboo, a nuclear family. So what the hell is wrong with this world? Oh, and, I, and since I said that, we talk about America. See, this is why America. Like I said, I don't I don't dislike America. Make it I'm saying it slow, y'all. I do not dislike America. You no, know, most black people like, man, damn America, uh, the hell with America, the fall of America. No, it wasn't even Elijah Muhammad when he was saying he wasn't talking about the fall of America, the country itself, the land mass. He was talking about a system, a political way that they do things. That's what the people are mad at. That's what I, I would dislike a lot of, uh, and I have um, dislike for po- certain political uh, mindsets in a way that uh, and things how America ran. I ain't, I, like Dr. Yoke even said, how can I be mad at America? Not the land mass. Hell, this this land mass, like he was saying about we was the, uh, the Aboriginal or indigenous people of the land. How can I be mad at my country? <laughs> Just a country. It's a land mass. It's the policies. And this is where a lot of people are mad at America. And I say this because I was looking at this whole thing with America. Uganda was coming out with some policies against the LGBT community and things. It's a long list, laundry list of things they was talking about. And what have what America was trying to tell Uganda? That's wrong. Now they want to try to put policies and sanctions and shit against uh, Uganda. America, you, you, <laughs> you're trying to be way over there trying to tell people what the hell to do. Like I said, people in this country are are starving. They hungry. Let, uh, veterans are laying under bridges and need places to go. But you worried about what somebody else is doing in another country about sexual orientation, and you can't even worry about the people that's over here who believe in when they signed up to go to the military. They fight for their freedom to keep America American free, so they can have freedom of expression, freedom of religion, and all this. And now you want to tell them, and, and you shut them down. You won't even support them. They barely get you know, taking care of through, uh, uh, the VA, but now you want to go all the way over there and mess with them folks in Uganda, worry about what the hell they doing. That's their goddamn country. Like I tell them, I tell y'all in America, 
the American government who who, who try to do this. It's not everybody in in uh, in, in political arena, political uh, uh, places. And but how would you like it? How would y'all like it when other countries are trying to come tell America what they should be doing? How would you like it if China, which hell y'all already halfway ran by China anyway, but I ain't shouldn't say it that oh, loud. But how would true. you like it if somebody come over here and start dictating to America what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing? How would y'all like that? How would y'all like that? Okay, just say it like this then. How would y'all like it if China, Russia, somebody like, hey, y'all need to get them black folk they, they damn reparation right to goddamn morrow? How would y'all like that? Oh, we're going to put sanctions on your ass. China tell you, we're going to stop trading with y'all until y'all get <laughs> black folk a reparation. How would you like that, yeah, America? China. Yeah, How China. would you like that? You, China, America, you give no more, you get no more, uh, imp, whatever it is, with import, export, you get nothing else from us until you get all mm. black folks in America, they reparation. How would y'all like that, America? Oh, we, hmm? So you better shit sit They'll your be ass down. They'll be on their knees. They'll be on their knees. So they better sit their <laughs> ass down and mind their own business and leave them other folk business alone because you can't straighten out your own problems in your own community. Like they say, man, those who live, my grandma used to say this old saying, those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw no stones. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Justin. I, I preached enough, man. I preached enough. Man, that was fire. For sure. Oh, man, so you left me uh, speechless personally. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't uh, know what happened to Joe. I don't know. He still, everybody yeah, still Joe, I don't know. Joe. Joe needs a new phone. He probably got old Hillary phone way back. His phone's busted. You know oh, what I'm saying? Hell. You said Hillary. You probably really make him start talking now. You said Hillary. Hey, I'm back now, y'all. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yes, sir. What? I wonder why that... that hey, hey, man, look, I'm telling you, you look, look, this is the bottom line. They're yes, talking all this jive about Trump, this, Trump, that. We got him now. We got him now. In the meantime, they're just taking absolutely no notice that we are being governed by a cacistocracy. And I want you to look that word up. A cacistocracy is what is governing this country. That means mm-hmm. the most incompetent, the least qualified, and the least worthy. That's mm-hmm. what a cacistocracy is that's in charge. I've never seen a more incompetent, horrid government than this Biden administration. Everything I it have, does I have, is in the worst have, interest of the United States. And I'm, I mean I'm younger everything. than you. I have. I have. You can say all that you want to. I have. No, you, you free to express your opinion on whatever you think is the worst. This is my opinion, and I and my bailiwick is history, especially American history. I've looked at bad administrations before. Nothing like this thing. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. That's crazy. It's been oh, way no, worse. You, you than well, look, if you want to think way the Trump administration the worst, be my guest. Tell me why it was no, worse. No, no, I say, ain't talking about the Trump You want to say George W. Bush was the worst? Be my Absolutely. guest. Absolutely. All I would ask Absolutely. is that you explain why. I'll be perfectly prepared to tell you why I believe the Biden administration is so bad, and I can back it up with corroborative fact. Man. All right, here we go. Bill Clinton left office in 2000 with a balanced budget for America. George Bush became president, went to war on false premises of weapons of mass destruction held by Saddam Hussein 
in a rock, and he was a threat. And based on his false notion of him having weapons of mass destruction that have never been found to this day and dethroned and hung the man illegally and ran up the deficit that was balanced to $17 trillion under that Bush administration, ruining the American economy and the world's economy as well. That's why. This is the worst administration in presidential history. It ain't that I believe it. It's a fact. Who ran up? Right. Who had a balanced goddamn budget after they left office and then the man ran up the budget on a lie? $17 trillion that you're going to blame mostly on Obama who didn't run up the deficit at all like that. He, okay. he, he, now, he used about $4 uh, trillion dollars to attack on to that $17 trillion. Obama tacked on $4 trillion to, to try no, to what, on fix the world's economy. No, the world's economy was saved. The world's economy was saved by Barack Obama. All the industries, of the, the, uh, the, the, the auto the, industry and, and the banking industry and the housing the industry was saved by, by Barack Obama. The savior of the world was Barack Obama. All right, all right. the debt oh, increased geez. eleven trillion dollars under Obama. It didn't decrease. Whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. Okay, now, now, now. But here's the thing. Now, I'm not going to defend the dude, Bush. Dude, I, I don't think, dude. I don't think Obama ran down unemployment all the way down to six uh, percent when he left office. Unemployment was at six yeah, percent. Under Trump, when he was left less than four. That's because look, after uh, Obama was pushing it down I from 15% to 6%, then it was already on a trending way down as Obama was leaving office. It was still trending down. It was down to really like 4% of 5 I, I go okay. back and look. It was still trending down when, uh, Obama, uh, when Trump came into office. Okay, Obama, prior to Joe Biden, was the first president that did not see a GDP increase during any of his uh, quarters as president. That's not. Of three that's percent. not. That's First not true. Never, that's not never true. Exceeded, uh, never got to three percent. No, it didn't look at the numbers. That's, I mean, it's not like ain't I got nobody my ever GDP. went over two percent. Look at the, the average GDP, GDP is two percent. The average GDP he, is two no, percent every year. 3%. All right, Trump. Trump would want to claim he got four percent, but he might have because of him lowering the taxes and whatnot. The history of this country, the GDP has always been two percent. Okay. No, it would not. Nobody gonna do no magic trick and make the GDP ten percent. It ain't gonna never happen. It's, it's okay. three, two, or four percent. It ain't gonna never get higher than that. Okay, prior to Brian, what was it? What used to be the definition of a recession? Two percent. No, that's not the definition of recession. That means oh, negative said, growth. That means when the GDP does not grow, no matter what it is, whether it's one percent or ten percent, that means it doesn't grow for three quarters. That's the definition of, re of a recession, or rather, two two quarters. Now during uh, the uh, the Obama administration, now that was that was before Biden. Now they had to come up with a new re uh, definition of it, so, so it's not to make him look so bad. You got. If you, if, if you got a balanced budget in 2000, the year 2000, 23 years ago, yeah. 
balance yeah, like budget, right? Now, like you got a $17 trillion dollar deficit. Yeah, now yeah. you got a 30-something yeah, trillion yeah, dollar deficit it. now. The only okay. reason there was a balanced budget under Bill Clinton was because the Republican Party seized control of the House of Representatives and Senate. That's not why. In, in, That's in not why. And Newt Gingrich enforced fiscal discipline on Bill Clinton. Remember, all spending originates in the House of Representatives by constitutional law. He got the job done, man. He got the job done. He got the job done. Would not would not originate any new spending. Which Republican got in and started bringing down the deficit after this? Who's the only president to bring down the deficit since it got up to seventeen trillion dollars a little bit? Okay, that the was deficit Obama. and the debt are not the same thing. I'm not worried about the deficit. I'm worried about the debt. We always do deficit spending. The debt increased under Obama $11 trillion. The debt is not the same as the deficit. The deficit is simply the difference between government the revenue taken in versus revenue expended by the federal government. I'm talking about the debt, what we owe long term when we have to sell treasury bonds across the water. We're in debt. With the deficit, thirty something trillion dollars. The same goddamn thing. No, no, the deficit is not the same as the debt. Now you cannot. The same thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They relate. They relate. The differential between revenues taken in versus revenues expended. The debt is what we owe based on money expended and interest. We both can agree. We both can agree to disagree. We can agree. I agree. You cannot say they're the same. We still owe owe all of that money. It's money. That's still money owed. Okay, okay, but you're in the hole. We're still in the hole. We're in the hole. From year to year, that means that the 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 hole is less or it doesn't matter. Who put us in the hole? Who put us in the hole? The Democrats or the Republicans? Who put us in the hole? Uh, on a lie. Who put us in the hole on a lie? You know everybody. Everybody no, no, no. in Congress no. who voted no. to bring new appropriations. Oh, Obama was the only one that didn't vote for the war when he was a senator. Every I just one. said he didn't vote for that false okay, war most, most that cost the, the deficit. Seven, the debit, the whatever war you want to say. A lot of spending, but most of it wasn't on the war. It was the war. Social Security and Medicare. It was Halliburton. It was it was Bush and Halliburton stealing, stealing. That's what I mean. Their contract. The vice president got a contract. What's the vice president doing with a contract? What is the vice president doing with a contract? Every single spending in Iraq. That's illegal. That was illegal. Bruh, let's just forget about it. I don't even want to talk about this topic no more. I know, with you. I, mean, but I know, but when you mix up carelessly terms like deficit and debt, now, I mean, I mean, come on, now, you just can't do that. They're not the same. They're they both the same to me. It's the same, same thing. Look them both the up. They both relate. Yeah, he voted against that. Debt. They mean deficit and debt mean the same thing, Sarge. That he did not vote for, not one. And that was most of the federal budget, not the war in Iraq. I, I, I'm done with this discussion on this. You can, we can move, change the topic. Okay, 
all right, well, I'm happy to move on. I'm just saying that you made your case, I made mine. I mean, I can just go back and show you the record. I can show you where the balance, the budget was balanced, and we didn't have, we didn't owe nobody nothing. Budget, but we're disagreeing about okay, the so, so who messed up the, the country? Who messed up the world? On Bill Clinton, they would not which appropriate party, the monies that he wanted them to. Which party messed up the world and cost us this high debt that we in? Uh, on that one, I would have to say it was uh, the you rat. stuttering. Why don't you yeah, tell me who you yeah. think it, and then and tell me why you think it's so. I already did. I ain't going to repeat myself. Go back that, and um, listen to the tape. Go back and listen that, to the uh, tape. George Bush started a war in Iraq. Well, before we started a war in Iraq, we started a war in Afghanistan that everybody agreed we had to fight. You changing everything up. I told you I don't want to talk I'm about this topic. I'm not changing everything up. I'm, I'm agreeing with you and telling you what you're leaving out. Yes, he did, he did start the war in Iraq. Yes, but he started the war in Iraq based upon the war from 1991, where we defeated Saddam Hussein and he signed an armistice, which he repeatedly violated. Who who violated? Saddam Hussein. The United Nations said he, he violated did. the no, armistice. He no, he no, he didn't. He didn't. Yes, he, he did. didn't violate that stuff. They he lied and said he did. UN he didn't. to inspect sites that he agreed to when he lost the war and signed the armistice. He would not allow. He, he kicked out the UN inspectors that were he looking for the Iranian sites. He let them people come in and, all and the, the time. He, he got Saddam frustrated with them. Remember, he kicked the inspectors out. The UN inspectors. He kept letting. He kept letting them inspectors in minute, to the point where they kept. They was in there all the time. And then the you one time he said, you can't come, the they won't make a big deal. Man, they let that man in the country. All they, they That man was okay, letting those inspectors okay. in all okay. the time. I understand you saying they shouldn't have sanctioned him. What I'm trying to tell you is the United Nations officially sanctioned Saddam Hussein for violating the terms of armistice he signed in 1991. He got fussed. Don't he got a right to defend his own way of thinking and what he believes in his now country? Now when you lose the war and you sign an armistice, you don't. That's yes, why you, you know, do. You, why have, you, still have, you still have diplomats. You still have. Why did you ask Germany what happened to them in 1918? They had to give up you know their America violated that whole thing. They, they had to let the whole occupy the Rhineland. Whatever, whatever you Saddam. You give a lot of your national sovereignty when you lose a war. Whatever Saddam was doing while he was the president of his country, he was trying to play with diplomacy. He was trying to be fair to the point where he can be fair. He's not going to let somebody just completely walk over him if he can help it, and that's what he okay. was trying to do. Okay. He was trying out. He he was in an eight-year war with Iran. He just okay. finished with a war with them. Okay. Go ahead. I understand you're making a case for Iraq and Saddam Hussein. I understand. I am simply relating that when you lose a war, whether you sign an unfair or fair armistice, then the victors of that war are liable to enforce the terms of the armistice against you when you violate them. And that's what he did. The United Nations sanctioned Saddam Hussein. The United Nations. 
I get it. I really do because, you know, about the Kuwait invasion and all of that, and they pushed him back, and then everything was cool for a good while, and then the Bushes were like, oh, we should have took the whole country while you were there, and if our son gets in there, he's going to do finish the job and all that. I know all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, he got in there, and he finished the job based on a lie, went to war on a false premise of weapons of mass destruction being held by Saddam and having nuclear arms and all this stuff. That was a whole lie that Colin Powell got up before the American people had a whole press conference and announced and pointed out on his screen that they have these weapons in this storehouse here and they have weapons over here and this is the places where they keep these stockpiles of weapons and we're going to go in, we're going to destroy them. And then they say, okay, we're going to give them the shock and awe. So, you know, the deadline is here and shock and awe is going to happen. And they just bomb the hell out of Iraq bomb, bomb, bomb the hell out of Iraq for what? For nothing, because they went and found they didn't have nothing that they said they had. It caused so much destruction on beautiful, on a beautiful country. Okay, with, 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 with rich history that went way back that you just destroyed, tore up and, demise, and stole stuff, got over there and stole stuff out the libraries and stole money and gold and everything else. And, and oil and, and made contracts for yourself and, and then took the oil and made the prices high and made us pay for the war at the pump and all this stuff. The American people had to pay for this in Halliburton. All these people stole our money and everything based on a lie. So And then it made the debt $17 trillion. Okay? okay. That's crazy. And ruined okay. the world economy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.